actually live on the screen and I definitely don't sound like I don't have any voice right now. <laughs> I may or may not have done something that caused me to scream and yell loudly last night. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have a voice either. Mm. Um... <laughs> mm, wonderful. <laughs> I'll be, I, I blame the last two nights between that and Dave and Buster's the night before. Go to Twitch. Hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah, just endless. I, I am. Th- this was the weekend of no. It was sleep a very, friends. very social weekend. Yeah. So how are you guys doing? Well, you know, I'm doing. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Not ready for Monday, but I never am. Oh, same. I want another day. I actually woke up this morning. And was like, can I just have a week off? And then I remembered I only have like two more weeks and then I do have a week off. I would love to have a week off. I I know what my inbox at work looks like right now. Um, yeah, so hey. Hey everybody, how you doing? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Space Time Talko. I am one of your hosts, Chris, a.k.a. Tom Marito, with... <laughs> I'm your other host, Nate, a.k.a. Little Teapot. <laughs> and our other uh... other host... Kamado Jones, yeah, yeah. local cryptid. <laughs> not not international yet. I only yes. Uh, local legend. Local legend. <laughs> Definitely not a satyr. Um, <laughs> sorry. I'm just so you know, I plan to do that glasses bit every time. Oh, Every yeah. time I can get away with the glasses joke, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> well, because I mean, it it works for for Superman. So, like, if if people yeah. can't tell the difference between Clark Kent and Superman just because of glasses, I think That's I think true. it works for you. <laughs> uh, all right, Nate. Uh, actually, Leslie, you have not really. I, I, you, didn't get a chance to get in here early enough, but um, I know you don't have anything on the podcast notes. I specifically put on Evil Dead Rise to talk about. Okay. Even if you don't wait, want to how? Sp- keep- yeah, I was gonna say how spoilery. I was gonna say we can go. <laughs> we can try and go as light on spoilers as possible if you want. Um, I, I feel like horror movies are hard to spoil. Um, we won't get into who makes it how about that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that's probably the only spoiler is who dies we're gonna we're we're gonna go up to the person that we know gets possessed in the trailer and that's about it when we talk about it we don't have to talk about it right now but just in general no super spoilers anything that you've seen in the trailer and just slightly off branch off of that that's as far as we're gonna go um but I didn't. Was there anything else you wanted to add to uh, the docket? Is that what we call it? I don't know what the fuck. Is. The Pudcrust notes. It used to be called. What was it? It was. We used to call it Pudcrust Newts. Pudcrust <laughs> Newts. I'm changing it back. It's Pud. pud <laughs> no. Change it back to Pudcrust Newts. There you go. There you go. Um. <laughs> Do you you just have that link, right? How are you asking? You. <laughs> no. Okay, hold on. Let me. 
You, you know if something's not immediately in front of me, yeah. I don't know where it is. Yeah, hold on. Professional podcasters. There's nothing professional about me, and I like to keep it that way. <laughs> I'm going to send it directly to your Discord. Yeah, I was going to say, you need to just send it. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to... Fax it to me. Facts. Oh god. Facts. Oh god. No. <laughs> the fact that there are companies that still use fax machines like as an actual important thing in their office, that scares me. I mean I don't know. Black fax there... is like one of the easiest anomalous service things you can do to somebody. So what did, what did you just say? Black faxing. What is black faxing? <laughs> So black faxing was an old way of sort of doing denial of service on a company where you would have a fax machine in your house and you would print out two black sheets of paper and tape them together in a loop and run that through your fax machine to their number. So as long as the fax machine has paper feeding into it, it never stops, right? So that company, until they disconnected their fax machine, would just constantly get sheets of completely black paper wasting all the toner in their fax machine. Okay. <laughs> that is some that is some like analog level trolling. Yes. But it's something that people used to do in the past when they had a beef with a company. I'm interested. I like this idea. That's amazing. Who yeah, for we... a second I was like black faxing shit. Should I know what that is? I was gonna say, who should we do this to? <laughs> what company probably still uses faxing faxes faxing machines? Fax machines. Yahoo. Wow. Just a, guess. a lot of law firms still use fax machines. Yeah, that's true. Like actual physical copies of documents. Sorry, I pulled up Kotaku to look to see if there's anything else that we wanted to cover or not. And you can play as a refrigerator in Street Fighter Six. Oh, actually, I have stuff to make. You can play as a refrigerator? In Street Why Fighter not? Six? Yeah, okay. Whatever. I'm just going to move past that. Um, we have... Pokemon that are spoons. We have Pokemon that are keys, spoons, uh, little yeah. ice cream. Um, there's yeah. one of the newest one that people complain about is uh, the fact that there's one that's literally just a um, a flamingo, and people are like, "That's just a flamingo." I'm like, "Motherfucker, Rattata's just a rat." <laughs> Pidgey. Pidgey. <laughs> <laughs> most of the there's a lot of pokemon that is literally just a creature that happens to be able to breathe fire or spit water out at you oh yeah i actually have things to say good look at that Ooh, i have news news, news. everybody likes news that's ridiculous i yeah this is why kotaku's got some random shit everybody's been talking about shit posting because of uh 420 and i'm like yeah but we're perfectly fine with that <laughs> <laughs> that's how i found out that there's a place in new york they don't name it for good reason um there's a place in new york that you don't buy weed you buy pokemon cards that come oh yeah weed. you were talking about that <laughs> and this person was ranking the cards they've gotten also, there's a whole article about AI image generators making scary or horrifying game controllers. Yes. Yep. Game controllers? I kind of want to see this. I'm looking this up. 
here I can send it to the. I don't know. I, I still hate everything AI image generated. <laughs> I thought you were going to say I hate everything. I'm like, yeah, we know, Nate. I mean, yeah, it's that too, <laughs> but. <laughs> oh, that works. I can have that open in that one. What are we up to? Oh, hey, we're live. What? Um. <laughs> Just the. What I didn't do is turn off the ability to make people make us sit up straight and drink water, Nate. Hopefully, oh boy. Hopefully, uh, who is it that comes in and does that all the time? Uh, James does. He will spam the hydrate redeem. It's got to be at least ten minutes now. I put ten minutes. Of yeah. So <laughs> one of the times I was streaming Resident Evil, he would like pop in. He was actually, like, doing his own stream, so he would, like, use his computer to pop in our chat, redeem Hydrate, and then just say, I'll be back in ten minutes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, let him have fun. Um, we need to make more things. I don't know what else to put on there. I can't think of anything else to put on there. Uh, stretch breaks... That kind of stuff. Make me stop playing a game. No, I will not do anything that makes me stop playing a game. Touch grass. Touch grass. I'll literally keep a little thing of grass just on the time. Like, All right. And that would be funny. Actually, I think that would actually be a funny idea. I might buy a little thing of grass. I can't. I have cats that'll eat it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized Leslie's like, <clears throat> oh my god. What? The thing you put under the watching reading list. <laughs> um, but hey, we can start with you with that. Uh, you, you mentioned this Oshinoko thing in that if I want to mm -hmm. cry a lot, I should watch it? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm straight up saying, so Oshinoko was a manga that just got an anime adaptation. I... Straight up resubscribe to High Dive just to watch this. Um, the first episode is an hour and a half long OVA, actually. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to spoil what happens in it, because that kind of takes all the emotional weight from it. I'll just kind of explain the themes of the show, which... Um, well, first of all, I, I will spoil one thing. It's a reincarnation-based show, just not in the way you think. Um characters do die and do get reincarnated in the show but the sad sort of theme of the show deals with japanese the japanese idol industry the culture surrounding it japanese show business in general and how brutal and competitive it can be mm -hmm. um and the darker side of idol obsession specifically um the only sort of, like, content we're going to give for it, there's no, like, sexual content in this at all. It's just a rather violent and tragic scene that occurs in this OVA. <laughs> um, and so I warn people against that. Um, but for me, like, this is one of the... At least that first OVA was far more emotionally impactful. Later on, it does expand into a broader story, but that first OVA is a contained story in and of itself, kind of, and I think I think most people who who want, who enjoy watching anime like I do with some darker themes in it are probably going to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
I think I gave it a little like skim or Google and uh yeah there was something well, about it that I'm like eh, maybe that'll be added <laughs> well I should also there. say um if you like Kaguya-sama Love is War this is the same creator of that series so that's all uh, completely different the complete tone shift between the two series but <laughs> that's the one that has a girl that's like sucking off a gun right uh, Kaguya-sama? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm thinking of the one... Oh. You're thinking of Kakuraguri. Yeah, that one. Yeah. No, that's that's a bullshit gambling anime. Wow. <laughs> when I say wow. bullshit... No. When I say bullshit gambling anime, I mean there are better gambling anime out there. Like, go watch Kaiji, please. That's a really old one that looks old, right? I mean, it's old, but it's also been out forever, so the later episodes are updated. It's like Dragon Ball, kind of. <laughs> I was going to say, Nate, you say it's old and it's been out forever. They're the same thing. Um, it's still <laughs> Well, I mean, it's been running for a while. But no, Kaiji... I mean, even... I'll, I'll put it this way. Fucking the beginning of Yu-Gi-Oh! Not the fucking anime, not the four kids shit that we were given, but the actual like start of Yu-Gi-Oh! That has some better like death game gambling shit in it than Kakaguri has. Okay. It's not that Kakaguru is a bad anime. I still like it. It's just not. I no longer feel good about this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed Kakaguru. I enjoyed it too. I'm not saying it. Personally. But but Yu-Gi-Oh! Of all things (laughs) to have better death games. But I know very little about Yu-Gi-Oh! So. Well, I'll just say. I know there are cards involved. Of the original manga. (laughs) I think he turns into a bigger version of himself. I think. It, he, I don't know. Yeah, he gets possessed by an uh, Egyptian god or some bullshit yes. pharaoh. Um, That's what I get a, told, but he just looks like he turns into a bigger him himself yeah. as a teenager. He has a magic triangle, and it's like instant puberty. He can turn it on and off. And sometimes he has a tan. Yeah. <laughs> that one's the weird part. That yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> See, when you said death games, I immediately thought of, uh, was it, is it Death Parade? What the fuck is it? Death Parade. Death Parade? Yeah. Fucking yeah. love Death Parade. That's those, literally death games. Are, That's yeah. not even gambling. <laughs> That's mean, just yeah. how would you like to die? I mean, most of these are better. Dave, still to this day, pitches fucking Mirai Nikki or Future Diary as like the ultimate death game anime ever. And I'm sorry, it's just, it's so dumb sometimes. <laughs> All right, now we're just being mean about other people's anime. Um, <laughs> Whatever anime you like is trash. <laughs> End of. <laughs> nah, see, you got to go watch Mashal, or how the fuck it's pronounced. M-A-S-H-L-E, which is basically uh, what if the strongest character in the show. It, it, you know what? No, it's what if One Punch Man was in a, yeah. in a uh, magical Mashal anime. Mashal Magic Muscles. But has no magic. He has no magic. He's just super fucking strong. Yes. That one's a fun one. There's a scene with where uh, they're learning how to ride their broomsticks. Uh, and because he can't call the broomstick to come up, he literally kicks the ground. It makes it pop up into the air. He grabs it and says, up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun one. I, yeah. I, I like blew through the manga. So when I heard that it wasn't, they were making an anime, I'm like, ooh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, alright, well, we got sad anime, we got 
Uh, okay, what's called night? Please say it's not another. <laughs> is this where does this fall on the? Do we have to consider this hentai? Hentai? No, uh, not at all, actually. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, really, it's not. Leslie, <laughs> Leslie it's a thing I have. Why to is that sure. the unit of measure? <laughs> because Chris seems to have this idea that all of the all of the anime I enjoy is just straight up etchy, <laughs> like all of it. How often am I wrong? Uh, frequently, actually. Mm, okay. But right. <laughs> it's just the anime I talk about on this podcast is normally etchy. But <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, no, Call of Night is... It's been out for a while. Um, with my resubscription to High Dive, I decided to give it a try because I heard a lot of good things about it. And it's interesting. Um, it is a tale of basically an insomniac and a vampire. <laughs> um, and... Again, without getting into spoiler territory, I think the draw to this is the background art for this fucking anime is gorgeous. Mm. They put so much goddamn work into it. I mean, there are parts of the anime where I've literally forgotten the characters are in the scene because I'm staring at the backgrounds. See, that makes um, me wonder, but, is the show good then? If you're you're just paying I mean, attention to what's going on in the background? Right. Yes, because I, like, I go so back pretty. and I... I could not tell you what happened. <laughs> no, <laughs> I know what happens in it, but... Just the background art I've seen for it so far is really, really good and gives that essence of, like, what it would be like to not only just be awake all day, but then to be unable to sleep at night in the way that your delirious mind at that point would view the world around you. Um, and, I mean, it's cute. It's fun. Uh, again, it's not, not really etchy at all. Um, but... I, I have to give get more into it before I can make like an official do or don't watch this right now. <laughs> Alright, Leslie, I'm putting this into the podcast chat an image. Cool. Um this is an image that came up as key art for it, so I'll let you make a decision based off of that. Um just saying. Uh you're bringing evidence. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just like pick the worst examples why don't you it says it's a key evidence. art if it's key art it is literally the art used on the high dive website <laughs> i understand looks... that oh my goodness oh my goodness there's so many like <laughs> vaguely to overtly sexual anime yeah. ads for games that look just like this oh yeah um yes I will say it is one of those. From what I can see, I'm guessing this super plain, normal-looking dude with the black hair in the background, and like in this one image, is the the insomniac. Yes. Yeah. And she she's a witch. The oh no, she's a vampire. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. No, because it really is like it, it just makes me think of. There's so many shows where it's like, here's all these really well-designed, drawn characters, and then here's our main guy who's just just some guy. Um, yes, in, in a tracksuit, everyday normal. Don't get me started. And every every magical girl wants him because, exactly. of course, she does. I know this. <laughs> well, yes, that uh, I've talked about that anime enough already. This guy doesn't even have magic like OP powers. He's just an insomniac, right? Yeah, he just <laughs> power is not going to sleep. sleep. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh leslie have you watched any anime lately uh i literally just watched the last ep two episodes of demon slayer 
Oh, you put that on there. I thought Nate had put that on there. No, I just watched that. Yeah, very excited. Action is actioning. <laughs> Immediately. Um, yeah, that, that art oh, yeah. kind of kicks right into Once you get to the hot spring, shit kind of goes off almost immediately. Yeah. Oh, and also, Demon Slayer related. I was at the Cherry Blossom Festival last weekend, and I saw two people dressed up as Zenitsu and Anosuke as girls, and that was hilarious. That's fantastic. Nice. <laughs> yes. I was like, that is a great cosplay idea. I might do it. <laughs> Yeah, I oh, yeah. um, I haven't watched Demon Slayer, but I I've read it also. No worries about spoilers for me. Um, Nate, are you caught up on the anime? I don't think I am. I think oh, there's no. maybe one or two episodes out that I haven't watched yet. But that first episode was was a fucking banger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for the season because, like I said, it feels like it just like kicked off into bullshit. Right away. <laughs> um, one anime I did not go back to is Attack on Titan. I gave up. I stuck out up until somebody, I won't say who, blew up. And then I was like, I'm over this. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I still here being angry? <laughs> I'm like, okay, which character fucking blew up? I feel like that's a lot. There's only one character death that I, I even... Because it was already in the time that I didn't really care about the manga anymore. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep reading because it's obviously getting close to the end. Uh, but then there's a character death that, like, when that happened, I'm like, do I even want to keep reading this? I don't. <laughs> um, I I think I know what you're talking about. That was hard to get over. That was hard to go past. Yeah, I'm not yeah, going to lie. Fuck you. And then it just uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't continue in a fun direction. <laughs> so. Yeah. But hey, you know what? The, for the anime people, you get uh, the final season part 87 or whatever the fuck we're on at this point. And that's the other thing. is like, I'm sick of being tricked. I'm not <laughs> going to stick around for your finale part 7. Yeah. it's so. I, I don't know why they ended up doing that way. Um, like if it was like, a, hey, we're trying to let our anime production team have a break. That's not what it is. They were probably working on like 18 other fucking series at the same time. Um, like the fact that everybody's talking about the fact that Mappa Studios now has the all the whole dark trilogy of uh, series right now because they're doing Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, Chainsaw Man, and Hell's Hell's Paradise. Hell's Paradise, I believe, is the yes. Um, which people are calling like the dark series, the dark three. Uh, but I'm like, if you're working on all three of those, please. They're working on four things because they got those three, and then the um, the campfire cooking in another world, which is like the light, most lighthearted fucking show on the planet. And if you aren't watching it, I highly recommend it. It's really never good. heard of that. It's so good. I definitely recommend if you just want to put something on when you're having like a shitty week. <laughs> it is a very like non stressful show that's super adorable. Um, and isn't like the normal. Hey, I'm an op reincarnated person that can defeat everything just because I'm super powerful. He's just really good at cooking. Which is a power according to Food Wars. Oh, I mean, there's people that literally have their clothes burst off of them, so. <laughs> um, yeah. Alright. Uh, 
And, and Leslie, what is this book? What book did you finish? Which book were you? Oh, the cabin at the end of the world. Oh now, yeah. So the, yeah, this was a this was a conversation between me and Nate. On, um, um, <laughs> on the taco, the t- yeah. taco Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was. It's the book that M Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin was adapted from, mm-hmm. and I wanted to read it because I wanted to see what M Night like Shyamalan it up, like what he did to it, what what he, what he changed, <laughs> what did he Shyamalan? Yeah, like what did he change about <laughs> it? Um, Two thirds of the story is the same. Um, but I could see why he changed some things because I really didn't like the end of the book. Oh. Okay. But the the concept was still good, and a lot of it was the same. Um, but then a big thing happens two thirds of the way through that's kind of like the diversion of the stories, and I was like, oh, oh, I see why he didn't do that. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Um. Oh, so this is one but, of those yeah. rare cases where the adaptation you actually do you think the adaptation was better than the book? Honestly, I didn't enjoy either. I feel oh. like both the book and the movie have meh endings um for what the setup is and what it could have been. I think both endings were like meh. But I think the movie's ending was better okay. than the book. But yeah, I to- I don't even remember when I told Nate about that because I was like 15 pages in or something. And I was like, I'll come back when I finish it in six months. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that was, I think you guys were, um, that was just the whole conversation on adaptations and things. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I had just gone to see it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I had wanted to see that. Um, the, the idea behind it seemed interesting. Uh because, like, at least just from what I got, it was one of those, like, you don't actually know if these people are telling the truth kind of thing. Um, or if they're just going around and killing people willy-nilly for fun. Um, like a cult. I don't know. <laughs> cult talk lately. Um, okay, that's cool. But yeah, so yeah. not recommend on the book, or? Um, no. I would say just watch the movie. The other thing about the book is that it was... it took like this guy loves to hear himself talk in writing and so he was very verbose in places that didn't need to be and so halfway through i was like i just need to get through this dude's like love of himself and the words that he likes to use because yeah it was very yeah very wordy and i was like oh man can we get to the plot but the plot was so simple. <laughs> uh, the plot was so simple. So yeah. But yeah, I would say just watch the watch the movie. Okay, I've never heard of this guy. Hmm. I think yeah, it's a pretty recent book too. So yeah, his, like under his notable works, it's name his name's Paul Tremblay. Tremblay. One of them. Tremblay. I thought it was Tremblay. Tremblay. I was putting some fancy on it. Um, <laughs> oh, his literary movement is postmodernism, according to this. Uh, but he wrote his notable works of that are Cabin at the End of the World in a he- in a head full of ghosts. Um, he seems to mostly do horror stuff, and this even wore uh, the head full of ghosts <laughs> even won Bram Stoker Award. Ooh, okay, yeah. maybe I'll try that. Yeah, I've 
I am in a horror book club, I think you know. Oh, I didn't um, know that, actually. Um, to varying degrees of engagement, um, usually low. But this book, I actually... Oh, wait, shit, that wasn't even on the list. That wasn't even on the list. I just read it because it was a horror book. But I have a whole <clears throat> list of like books that I really want to get into. Man. So I'm proud that I actually finished one. Is it one of those, like, you all read your own books, or you all try and read the same book? We pick up, we vote for a book every, well, it was once a month, and then everyone was like, that's unrealistic. Um, we're all humans. A lot of us with various forms of AD, H, or D. So, um, it's like every other month now, but we vote for books. But there's a book suggestions channel. Oh, so people can just fill in, like, if they're reading. And some of the people in the book club are, like, those people that can just fly through books. I'm jealous. I don't that used to be me time. in the third grade. Yeah, I, I, I don't read any books anymore. My brain just cannot. As dumb as it sounds, it 100% is because I can't. I feel like it's because I can't multitask. Um, and I don't. I get that. I try to avoid most things that require me to not do multiple things. Like, I'll read manga but I usually read manga while watching things, too. Have you thought about audiobooks? Oh, so that is what I used to do all the time. Um, when I was working uh, years ago, at this point, at uh, Giant still, because on Fridays, and actually the majority of my shift, I was either up in an office or so early that nobody was there. So I would just listen to books on... Uh, I, I still want to call them books on tape. I know they're audiobooks. They're books on tape forever. <laughs> I heard it coming. Uh, <laughs> um... Like, the fact that they even sell, uh, not sell, but you actually can rent audiobooks now that look like little cassettes at uh, from libraries. They just have a headphone jack in them. Um, oh, that's cute. It, yeah, it's adorable. Uh, but no, I used to listen to a lot more. That's how I I, uh, I read, because I still consider reading, fuck it, um, The Martian. And I'm like, holy shit, I actually really like this. Now I'm actually going to watch a movie. Uh and I also, I'm going to say listen, because I don't want to admit to reading it. Um, I listened to, oh, what is it? That stupid game. Oh, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. That book <laughs> fucking sucks. Big, big oof for you, because I heard that was not good, and neither was the movie. <laughs> I heard the movie makes the book slightly better. Um the book is ba the book is basically somebody that grew up in the eighties, masturbating about things to the eight from the eighties for like the entire book. It's so I mean, bad. Um, the movie's not that much different. From I was gonna that. say, is yeah. it the, isn't the movie just masturbating movie, about every licensed franchise they could pay for? Pretty no, much. The movie every licensed is... franchise that that Warner Brothers owned is what that movie was. Yeah. <laughs> The movie was very much like, hey, you remember this thing we produced? Here it is in the movie. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, that book was not good. Somebody was like, oh, man, they put out another book in the series. And I'm like, that's great. I'm I'm fine. Uh, yeah, and I've tried, to, I've tried to do some Stephen King, but, like, I just can't. <laughs> I love everything that's adapted. I love a lot I of just can't with Stephen. Well, that's the mm. thing. He has some really good I like Stephen. But I can't read his writing. He just... I don't need to know 18 paragraphs about an apple. Um, he just it's <laughs> too much describing of things. You know what I mean? Fair. Yeah. So I will say, I as the local um, like Stephen King sort of fan, I've read like two or three of his books. 
I think Carrie is good because of the way that it's written. It's written as like if found footage was a book. I don't know what they call that, oh. but it's like, yeah. So it's like in like interview and diary and like news and those kinds of things. So it's not just him waxing poetic about the trees of Rhode Island or Maine or whatever um, state he Maine. loves. It's always Maine. I think it's Maine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the Green Mile was also really good. Book that was a short. Because okay. I. Love it's a short story though. I love that movie. Um, yeah, I yeah. It, the book, yeah, the book will or the story, I guess, will also punch you in the same feels. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. um yeah. So know. those are two. I couldn't get through The Shining. I tried a few times, mm-hmm. but there's so many pages about the hotel. <laughs> Oh many. Yeah, I think someone had ruined Stephen King early one for me because for whatever reason their favorite movie based on one of his books was The Langoliers. Whoa, hey man. That's a good <laughs> fucking movie. You shut up, you shut up. The Langoliers is a travesty <laughs> of a movie. And the like the whole thing that was like, oh, well, it's it's like we're stuck in time and we got these things like fucking oh, eating funny. it and so on and so forth. In the movie, like, it is the worst, like, CGI version of your paralysis demon, your sleep paralysis demon combined with Pac-Man. Like, they're that's fuzzy. what the Langoliers look like. Yeah, they're, they're basically, what if um, we gave a mouth and teeth to Tribbles? Uh, <laughs> I mean, in all honesty, but you also have to remember that movie. It was a made-for-TV movie in like oh, yeah. the late '90s, um, and I Ooh. absolutely love it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just, uh, I don't know. I don't. I'll have to give his other properties a try. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, definitely. There's so much Ooh, you have. You love um, well, uh, Shawshank. Well, yes, I love Shawshank. I, I think what I yeah, like is his more grounded. I think I, what I like is his grounded movies. When he tries to go into like the cosmic horror, like Lovecraftian shit, that's where he loses me entirely. <laughs> then I would definitely recommend, if not watch, if not just watching, like Leslie said, you read um, Green Mile because Green Mile, I really enjoy that movie, but it, it is sci-fi enough, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, it's like yeah. supernatural light. Yeah. Um... That one, I really like Misery. I really liked Misery. I wrote, I the book was really good, and I can like barely watch the movie. Oh really? In the sense of like, she's Annie Wilkes's um upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> the part, the the scene with the feet is all I will say. Okay. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I saw that once, and I was like, I never have to watch this again. <laughs> I felt that um, in my spirit. So, back, when you were talking about Carrie, that made me think of, because um, I've always been a big Chuck Palahniuk fan, and that made me think of the book Rant, which is like one of the oh, ones yeah. that's written more like there are interviews with people and talking about people, and it's very weird. And I think they were supposed to be making a movie out of it that never happened, um, or a series out of it, but I don't know. There's so many things that they keep announcing they're going to make, and n- nothing ever happens. <laughs> Um, I don't know how I would feel about Chuck now because I read him at a time when I when I felt like I was cool for reading it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and no, I, mean, I read and I wrote I read um, 
oh, I can't remember what it's called. Invisible but the monster. premise, no, it's, it's not smut, but it's something like that. It's like related to that word. But snuff. the. Snuff? Snuff, yeah. Was it snuff? The premise was bananas. <laughs> Probably a teenager reading it, and I don't know if I should have been a teenager reading it. Because um, it's basically a story about a, a porn star who wants to have sex with a hundred men. Yeah, it's like um, the it was like the world's biggest train or something it wild. Six hundred, six hundred men. Six hundred. Yeah, and the and you're in the in the room with the men. Why did I read yeah. that as a teenager? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't remember. I couldn't remember the exact like breakdown, but like it, it's it it's snuff unfolds through the perspectives of Mister Six Hundred, Mister Seventy Two, and Mister One Thirty Seven, um, as well as and that was the first book of his that I read. Really. Yes. <laughs> oh wow! So I hate to tell you this. This was 2008. That movie, that book came out in 2008. So oh, wait, how were, old was I? You were 19. Yeah, a teenage, to still teen, okay. still a yeah, teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was square. <laughs> I was square until I was like 26. So. <laughs> um, that I never actually finished. That I own that. I own most of his books. Um, because I I actually still do enjoy he like his books are the few ones that I've even at least going back to try and read a little bit um, oh yeah i still want even... kim, i think kim is still with me on this we both want lullaby to be adapted um which is a very interesting book that i think would do well in a movie format which one is that one that is it's the one that kind of it's like supernaturally but it kind of deals with um sun in what is it sid's Sudden infant death. Oh, okay. But it links it to a specific lullaby. It's like the culling song or something like that. Um, oh, that it's sounds so interesting. so good. I love that book. Uh, and, like, I would want to go back and read that one probably. I'd probably throw Ooh. that. I mean, you know, I listen to podcasts all the time. I, I'm getting to the point that I have to wait for new podcasts, so I should probably just listen to books again. I'll put that on my list. Because, yeah, even though as a teen I was like, I shouldn't be reading this i really enjoyed his writing yeah um, and the way that he writes and i also read monster invisible monsters is that the one i see the one the only one that i can think of that has monster in it is invisible monsters is um, it the book with the drawing of the lady's face and in the, the front? Like, pink on the mouth or whatever yeah yeah i read that one too yeah yeah um there's another one that uh, it's not even nothing about the story itself. It's called Survivor, um, and it is the book is written where the number of pages are counting down instead of counting up. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I would have <laughs> galaxy brain. I would have been like mind blown. This man's a genius. <laughs> I remember I um I bought that and I didn't get a chance to read it right away, but I let my dad read it and he like when he was going through, he's like. It's go the the pages are counting down. I didn't notice that at first. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, all right. Well, hey, we just went on. That's the big, biggest book tangent I think we've ever had on a podcast. <laughs> we'll talk about. I'm gonna list. read Lullaby. Yeah, I'm gonna put that on my too, list. Yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Uh. 
Well, Leslie, you don't watch Mandalorian, correct? No, but I would love to hear what y'all think about it, honestly. Okay, alright. Well, these last two episodes... Oh boy, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, indeed. I will say this. Um, the fan theories were correct, but I'm still sad. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, one of my, Wait, one now of my... I gotta look this up. Wait, I gotta look this up. I don't care about spoilers, oh, but no, it's okay if you that's, don't yeah, want to yeah, talk yeah. spoilers. Um, I'll, I'll tell you if you want look up a, the scene specifically with Grogu in his own little uh, mech. Uniform yeah. mech outfit for a little bit. Um, Look up IG twelve. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I saw that. He's like in his chest. Yeah. No. He just hits yes and no. Um, <laughs> no, this is this season finale. Uh, first of all, the fact that the second to last episode was almost a full hour long. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, built up and got everything ready for the. Literally nonstop thirty-eight minutes, I think, of the finale. Um, yeah. <clears throat> which I mean, I know a lot of people wish that it would have been longer, um, but we got most of the uh, the bad stuff out. Mm-hmm. Mostly character death. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, you were upset about Paz. I mean, I was upset about him because, like, just from a character design standpoint, he's one of my favorite characters in the show. Um. He's a big, lot like big bulky boy. With the, yeah, I mean, he's a big animal. boy. He's got a big old like heavy, you know, blaster that he carries on his back and stuff like that. I mean, he's a beast of a guy. But in that, in the previous episode where you know they're going on the hunting party to to rescue his son, you can see that there's more to that character there. Mm-hmm. And I wish they would have taken the time to explore him a little bit more as a character and as a rival to Din Djarin. Um but I guess they can't really do that with the introduction of Bo-Katan Kryze, because, like, she's the one who's, you know, leading the charge for the Mandalorians and everything. Yeah, and definitely um, not his new girlfriend. Yeah, well, even so, I mean, there's a lot of characterization in that death scene, four of though. is like, he's not... When we're first introduced to him, he is just a big sort of meathead who's cocky and, you know, thinks he knows what's best for everybody and so on and so forth, but the characterization we get is that... You know, he's still loyal to the way of the Mandalore. Um, he's still loyal to his clan and to his creed and to his people. Um, and he was willing to make that sacrifice because, like, this is them retaking Mandalore from the Empire. Like, he can't hold anything back anymore. Um, yeah, I... Uh, I always want more. Um, obviously, we... we haven't gotten a conform confirmed fourth season uh and to mm-hmm. be honest the way that the show and this the season ended i it could be just a he doesn't get a full season it's just we see him throughout the other mandoverse series um mm-hmm. just checking back in with him uh i wouldn't be opposed to that completely maybe even if it's like take a couple of years off expand the universe a little bit more and then we check back in and mm-hmm. see how he and uh, the Dins are doing, because uh, mm-hmm. some for some reason Din is his last name. Um, yeah, I mean they they left us with a little bit of lead up towards the end of the episode. I mean he wants to go, he wants to get back into bounty hunting, but specifically going after Imperial remnants this time around. Yeah, um, which like does that mean and that 
Din Djarin is going to be the first one to come across the actual First Order? <laughs> I mean, it could be. I mean, we, we hear in, you know, in the sequel trilogy that the New Republic is aware of the First Order. They just don't treat them as a real threat, yeah. right? Um, and so, yes, he could be the one coming across, you know, the New First Order. There's also a lot more to explore with Grogu as a character as well. Um, Grogu is force sensitive, the third member of, you know, Yoda's species that we see in Star Wars in film and on TV. Um, and, you know, he's being trained by Mandalorians. So like a force sensitive Mandalorian is something that's only happened in Star Wars lore one time. Yeah. Um, and specifically attached to a uh, very important lightsaber that may or yeah. may not exist anymore <laughs> but uh no, it'd be interesting to see where i want them to to take the time to go somewhere with that not just cap it off here yeah um i think a lot of people would be disappointed if there wasn't specifically more of grogu <laughs> oh, God, yeah that's <laughs> and i do hate the one the one side about any tv show that disney has to make um when they find something that they know will sell things, they focus so much on that thing. Uh, that's why we got Grogu in a battle mech for literally like two episodes. Um, mm -hmm. Just so they can destroy it, but still make a whole bunch of money off of things that have him inside that little robot. Um, sorry, <laughs> droid. Little droid. Uh, now, Leslie, you did not do not watch this. You have not watched any of this. Um, did you at least hear about the fact that uh, Jack Black and Lizzo were in an episode in this season? I heard about Lizzo. Okay, yeah, Jack Black and Lizzo are a married couple, and uh, on they're in charge of a. <laughs> I kind of love that. It's fantastic. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, the internet, on the other hand, you know, Star Wars. Star Wars fans are fucking stupid. Um, you know, you know, I I did hear about the like. People being like, why is Lizzo there? And I remember thinking to myself, nothing's going to be worse to me than when Ed Sheard popped up in Game of Thrones. So, Nate, I don't think you know about that. Know about what? Ed Sheeran pops up for Ed like Sheeran. five oh, that's... minutes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, no, because I really honestly don't. I, I have no feelings about Game of Thrones either way. <laughs> um the thing is, I get cameo appearances, and I get why they're in pieces of media. Um, Ed Sheeran for Game of Thrones, probably, at least from what I'm hearing now, is like awkward and off-putting for that series. Um, but putting people like Lizzo and Jack Black, and more specifically the characters that they played in Star Wars, I mean, it fits. And we talked about this last podcast, like, it just fits. Mm -hmm. Star Wars has a kind of goofiness and camp to it. And they play into that perfectly. <laughs> Leslie, how much of Star Wars exactly. have you watched? What do you mean by that? No, no. I, 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 Accusatory. No, God, no. Um, I just don't know how much of the actual, how much of the movies you have watched. I've seen all the movies. Yeah. Um, and I saw the first season of The Mandalorian. And I've seen some of Rebels. Okay. Enough of Rebels to know that it's great. Oh, 
I like that. I hear so many people <laughs> being like, I've seen like the first episode and I wasn't into it. I'm like, fuck you. Give it me. What is this? this, this no, I thought it was yeah. great. I, yeah, I, I would love to keep watching. I, I feel like I just like animated stuff too. Oh yeah. Um, they actually, there's a Star Wars specific, uh, May 4th. Um, they are releasing season two of Star Wars Visions, which season one is, um, it's kind of, do you remember, uh, the Animatrix where it was a bunch of different anime production companies making little short films? Uh, yes. it was that with Star Wars, bunch of anime companies making Star Wars shorts. Oh, that's cool. So the second season, there's still a couple of anime companies, but they actually went to different animation production companies across the, uh, globe. Um, including Ardman Animation, the guys that made um, Wallace and Gromit. Oh, yeah. oh, I love Wallace and Gromit. <laughs> so that all <laughs> that whole season drops in uh, at the beginning of May. So I'm very excited for that. Um, okay. Yeah, back to Mandalorian. I'm very easily sidetracked. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of Cuba you were still Dora in the and... Star Wars world. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's safe. Um, so Nate. We got mm-hmm. confirmation. Like, okay, so the second to last episode, obviously very, very uh, longer than any other episode, I think, this season, besides the uh, weird episode that was, no, I say weird, the non-Mandalorian episode that was very, just, <laughs> hey, let's just focus on the New Republic and how they treat their uh, mm-hmm. liberated people from the Empire. Um, yeah. Which is, you know, not the greatest, um, but no, we we got through uh, merging of all of the the known. I say known at the time, um, surviving sex of Mandalorian. Uh, mm-hmm. So we get the mask on, the mask offs, and the we've been on this planet for years, and how are we surviving? We don't. Uh, it doesn't really make sense, but I guess we'll accept it because they have a cool pirate ship. Um, <laughs> Well, Land based pirate ship, no ocean. It's really kind of. I, I thought it was cool. They uh, call them skiffs. Skiffs. <laughs> Why would I know that? Isn't skiff a boat, though? A skiff is a boat, but so this goes like all the way back to, you know, original trilogy times when they they have skiffs on Tatooine. They're just called desert skiffs. So basically oh, anything yeah. that looks like a boat that travels on land on star Wars is forever and always a skiff. Now it's the thing that, um, <laughs> it's the thing that, uh, Jabba has. I was going to say Jabba has. It's the thing that, uh, a blind Han Solo beats Boba or knocks Boba Fett off of. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, cool. I, I'm going to skiff. It just sounds like a drug. <laughs> Yo, man, you got some skiff, right? I don't know, just slang terms. Yes. What? But, uh... Don't make the face. There's some weird. <laughs> <laughs> but they do go into that in the final episode of how they've been surviving. Like they've found a way to farm still on like this mostly destroyed Mandalore. <laughs> um. I think I think the key points, at least for the finale, are. I mean, it's almost action all the way through, but, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know, you get the big fight between. This starts with Bo-Katan and um, Moff Gideon. Well, really, it goes back and forth. It starts with Jin Dar- Jar and, and Moff Gideon. 
Um, Hold on, back up even more. We get Din mm-hmm. in a hallway scene. Um, well, yes, Din in his hallway scene. <laughs> yeah, the Din hallway scene is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. I I just mm-hmm. love that that like the timing between the the gates mm-hmm. opening up. T yes. five um, next shield. <laughs> yeah, uh, I the fucking the adorable little mouse droids just fucking mm-hmm. with him. Um, but yeah, we get that. We get him destroying a room full of clones because everybody's got clones now. Um, mm-hmm. In a lot of a big thing question that people are having are or is are there other clones? Were there more clones of Gideon? Was Gideon that we defeated? actually Gideon, or was it a clone? Mm-hmm. Ooh, too many questions. I mean, I don't know. The way that he, quote-unquote, dies in this episode leaves ambiguity. Ambiguity. That's the word I'm looking for. Still. I like ambiguity. <laughs> ambiguity. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and I mean, it's... You never know when somebody fucking dies in a movie in movies anymore, even if it's on screen. I used to have the rule, if you don't see the body, it doesn't count. And I guess we didn't mm-hmm. see a body. We just saw his body being engulfed in flame. Yeah. So, I mean, he's wearing this, you know, new Dark Trooper armor that he's crafted out of Beskar alloy. It's clearly powered because you can hear all, like, the robotic whirring of the servos and stuff inside of it. He's, like, super strong, super fast. He's beaten Din Djarin up, and then Bo-Katan, Kree, shows up with a dark saber. And you so, know it's definitely Beskar alloy because she can't fucking cut through it. Yeah. I was gonna um, say, and also she still, he still mm, whoops her ass to a certain mm, extent too. Oh yeah. Um, but I uh, will when say, they get the team up. Yeah, that when they team mm. up is where it gets good. Uh, I will say though, the power armor thing, the power armor thing. I'm wondering if they get up, got him in the suit, and they didn't specifically say that it was power armor, but the way he moved himself, they were like. This looks robotic. We gotta throw in some noises to make it sound like it's power <laughs> armored. Because it really is just the way he handles himself. It feels like he either mm-hmm. he didn't th- he he decided that it was like that, and then the people working on it were like, "Okay, it's it's powered." Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I assume it would make sense too. I mean, you've got this guy who's kind of like imperial upper class. Um, wouldn't really be like a frontline fighter or anything like that versus Mandalorians who spend most of their day training to be nothing but frontline fighters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you kind of got to have something there to even it out and make him feel like, I mean, this felt like very video game bossy to me. Like he's a video game boss enemy that they have to beat in a very specific way. <laughs> even more so that it's the third time they've had to go up against him. And this was like his final form. <laughs> <laughs> This is a perfect Gideon. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> after he's absorbed the power of various Mandalorians. Um. <laughs> I mean, he literally, the whole thing is he wants to be able to have the powers of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. the Jedi, and... Uh, wasn't there a third one? He specifically says a third thing. Well, he says something about how his clones were designed to harness the Force, right? Yeah. doesn't say exactly in what way they would harness the force or what particular side of the force they would be using. I mean, we assume it's dark side cause that's fucking the Imperials are literally just another Sith empire. Yeah. Um, so I, I assume what he was, what he's obsessed with is he seems like a character obsessed with the history. Most of all, like he's obsessed with the Mandalorians because 
without the massive imperial might that the empire had, they would have never been able to do like the siege of Mandalore. Um, <clears throat> the Mandalore, the reason why they were so like gung ho about it is because the Mandalorians were one of the last few things in the galaxy that posed any real threat to the empire to begin with. Um, I mean, the, the original trilogy is very much a story of luck. Like the fact that, you know, luckily, Obi-Wan got away from Vader with his kids, and one of those kids is, like, ready and willing off-rip to be a Jedi. <laughs> um, He's just fucking bored. If you make a kid bored <laughs> enough, he will say, nah, fuck it. <laughs> well, also, if, like, an old man shows up my house and hands me a fucking laser sword, I'm like, I, I don't care what we do, and I'm in. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's a story of luck versus something like Mandalorian, where it's we have an entire war, warrior culture built specifically around like kicking these people's asses. It's like what we do. And so of course Gideon's obsessed with that. Cause he's like, these are the people who beat us. Why aren't we just imitating them? And I mean, that's the smart thing to do, right? Yeah. You, when you see something <laughs> that's whooping your ass, you're like, okay, how do we do that? But better. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> trying to think of any other highlights i want to specifically call out from it uh i do love the, i enjoy the ending i love the idea of him being like okay grogu is now mine i've adopted you i'm legitimately legitimately your dad um we're gonna work with the new republic technically uh with one of my favorite side characters um and just the fact that he now has a little house. He's got a little like home base to go home to when they're in between jobs. Um, yeah. Which, like I said, I'd be happy if it was like, all right, and that's it. That's the end of him for now. We'll come back, check in on you later. Maybe wait until Grogu's a little bit older, has a few words. Um, besides, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I watch it with subtitles on, and it's all just the word coos and babbling. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, the whole scene, there's a whole scene, Leslie, where it's like, hey, I want him to be an apprentice. He's no longer just a foundling. I want you to add him to actually be an uh, apprentice or whatever. And the, the head of their, like, culty side of stuff is like, he can't talk. If he can't talk, he can't do it. I'm like, well, I'm going to be his dad. I give him permission. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's just say that every time they, they talk about the way as if it's like this very strict thing, and then every time they do this, Din finds... A way around the way. <laughs> uh, I really wish that we could hit to the get like get to the point where he, someone convinces them, or there is something that happens that makes them be like, "Okay, the helmet thing is not a thing anymore." Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we know why they are. That's the one they're... thing he has. <laughs> but we we know why the way of the Mandalore is something that this cult adheres to so strongly. And that's because they've lost their home planet. And they believe that doing these, following this very specific set of rules and doing these rituals and traditions is how they keep their culture alive. Oh, I thought it was it's an easy way to deep trauma response. Oh, yeah. yeah. Too. I was going to say, I thought it was just a way to, um, not have, uh, Pedro Pascal actually on set and just have to voice things. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. That too. Well, that too. But I <laughs> mean, we we briefly see him without his helmet all, all on. But for 
as far as I know, Pedro Pascal has been playing Din Djarin the entire time. I think there were parts of this most recent season where it wasn't always him, um, because mm-hmm. because of the way that filming worked. Um, I think it kind of backed up with Last of Us for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a little bit of overlap between the show, so he wasn't always there. And I mean, you know what? I get it. That makes yeah. sense. Um, I mean, the armor, we haven't seen her actual face once. Uh, mm-hmm. And I know who she is because she was a big part of Supernatural. And I really liked her character over there. Um, Wait, who? Supernatural? Oh, she plays, uh, I believe, is it Lilith? Hold on. Actress Supernatural. Oh, how many seasons is that? No, not Lilith. Fuck, what is her name? It's God's sister. <laughs> I don't if that makes any sense to anybody. <laughs> oh Amara. She played, yeah. yeah, she made a played Amara on um on Supernatural. And I'm a huge fan of her. Uh, Emily Swallow. Um Yeah. Uh now I just wanna you know, I'm not gonna go on a whole you should watch Supernatural rant. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my I would, goodness! I you know what? I wouldn't tell anybody to because, to be honest, as much as I enjoy the actual show, everything after the actual show is, I think, the best content. Um, you know, I'm the I'm of the the cult that there were only five seasons and then it was over, and then. That's the end of the show. Ta-da. Uh, nope. Some of the best stuff comes, uh, after, comes after he leave. After the showrunner left is some of the most ridiculous content. They jumped many sharks. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that's when I was like, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> yeah, and I, we've talked about this, right, Nate? You know what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, God, I love that. I do love the fact that, that there is a spinoff now of... Um, of Supernatural called the Winchesters, which is like a prequel that focuses on You're his other parents. Lying. Yeah, I'm not. I couldn't get into it. It was too bad. It was. Is Jeffrey Dean Morgan their da- still their dad? No, no, no. Because it's it's the dad as a kid. The mom. And so there's just some random people. Some random people. Um, Dean though is in the show because like somehow he is in some way investigating and looking into his history. But like we're pretty sure he's looking into the history when he's dead in heaven. Um, but at one point, okay. you find out that the actor that plays Dean's dad's dad um, is Tom Welling, aka Clark Kent from the Super or the from the Smallville series. Uh, which Jensen Ackles? Wow, where yeah. did he go? He's been on. Um, he's been on. I know it's done now, but he was on Lucifer for a couple seasons. Um, really? Yeah, later seasons he came into that. Um, it's just him. He just looks older. Uh, he's got some gray going. I think he looks good. Um, but no, there's a. There was a. Uh, like a blooper or something that popped up that was in an episode where Tom Welling's character is there. And somehow I guess Dean is now there and talking to the past parents. I don't fucking know. The TV shows are weird, but he <laughs> makes a joke about, um, supernatural lasting for 15 seasons. And he looks over at Tom Welling and says five more than Smallville. Uh, <laughs> and Tom <laughs> Welling just says, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Also, I would recommend Smallville. Smallville has some up and ups and downs, and man, those they have some really bad downs. Um, it's like, who? There's a season where there's witches, which if you don't know this, Superman's biggest weakness besides kryptonite is magic. Um, Jesus, yeah. Wait, really? Or no joke? According to Smallville? Oh, no, okay. No, no, no. This is this is an actual thing. That's why like Mixelplex is such a big enemy for him because Mixelplex deals with magic. I don't actually remember how to say his real name. I always just say Mixelplex. I was like, I was like, Mixelplex sounds like a kids show. <laughs> it's he's the guy that uh he, he it's basically um oh fuck it's who's, like Rumpelstiltskin. Thank you. The guy that you need to make him say his name. You need to make him say his name and then he'll leave. Uh, yes. The, to the, other <laughs> no, the the whole thing about Mixelplex is that his name is supposed to be unpronounceable to begin with. So, like, that was the difficulty in getting rid of him, period. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> his name is literally made of nothing but consonants. Like, we are inserting vowels when we whoa, say whoa, whoa. it. Whoa, there's like, there's, like, a few. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, <laughs> so, like, Elon Musk's child. No, there's a Y. That's it. Yeah. Sometimes Y, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, M Y X L P L. Y-X. No, M X Y Z E L K. Wow. Okay. Oh. Those, those, there are like four different spells. letters that you did not say. <laughs> oh, weird. I looked at one that had one spelling, and then there was another that the other. Yeah. Mix, mixy, <laughs> mixy Z Piddle. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is. Uh, his name again is supposed to be specifically and purposefully unpronounceable but some people literally just call him mixy <laughs> mixy okay he's a weird motherfucker uh, yes i've heard he's had some really good episodes he currently i think did a re- had a really good uh storyline in more recent comics i think um well at one point he was played by gilbert godfrey in lego batman that sounds about right and then he was played by Howie Mandel and Lois and Clark. I enjoyed Lego Batman. Oh yeah, Lego <laughs> Batman are some of my favorite. I, I my 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 Xbox account doesn't say it, but I a hundred percented the fucking Lego Batman three game. Um, <laughs> there's a glitch in there was one single uh, golden brick that despawned. Um, and you couldn't replay that level for some reason. Oh, so that like, would be I'm, my I'm villain sitting, origin yeah, story. It's a 99.9% or something like that. And I'm like, oh, it's 100. Eat a dick. Uh, <laughs> I would, yeah, I would never get over that. <laughs> I, just, I just deal with it and cry sometimes. Um, <laughs> That's fine. One of our friends went out of his way to consistently contact Activision support because... He knew he got an achievement in Skylanders, and it wouldn't pop for him. I mean, if you're talking about Dave, you can just say Dave. No, it's not Dave. It was Reed, wasn't it? Yes. (laughs) So he, he like, straight up for, like, a week kept emailing Activision support. I'm like, dude, they don't care about your achievement. Just let it go. (laughs) I mean, if achievements did something other than just give you fake gamer score or fake number to be happy about, like, that would be one thing, but I don't know. I mean... It is what it is. All right. All right. Well, okay. hey, uh, Leslie, you yeah. 
and I don't care about spoilers. You can talk about spoilers however much you want. I tried to get into it. It was too much for my brain to want to accept right now. Um, it's very heavy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Yellow, I didn't realize, is season two already done, or is it just starting for Yellow Jacket? No, it's, it's like three or four episodes in so far. I've only seen the first two. Okay. Um, but my theory of season one being a whole bunch of setup for season two to sort of just like kick off kind of like the, this new season of demon slayer i was right um shit's already starting the whole big like when do they go primal and start turning into cannibals and all of that you're starting to see that now so okay um and there's still stuff about like when they're adults that's pretty interesting to see how they all ended up and who ended up alive and like all that stuff so yeah so by the i'm enjoying it so far yeah so by the end of season one you know for the most part everybody that survived no oh really there's so much no that's why i said season one is a lot of setup um there's a lot of interesting stuff happens happening but it's still very much like the beginning stages of them being lost in the woods so they still can find food like they they're still relatively comfortable quote unquote Mm -hmm. like um but yeah that's interesting to me that that they basically went in for like a slow burn kind of series like i I guess they were hoping that they'd get unless they from right off the bat got a multi-season deal or something um because normally something they probably like that, did. Yeah, I was gonna say normally with something like that, I feel like they would have tried to put a little bit more, like get into the 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 meat, <laughs> the human meat of it. Because uh, <laughs> um, like I I can't imagine because I think Lost initially had like a two season deal at least. Because uh, even that first season was kind of slow to begin with. Um, I don't know. It is just nice to see somebody be able to have that time to expand a world instead of immediately being like, all right, we got to get through things so people actually stay around. Uh, I really think they they have the benefit of, because things are happening in real time very fast in the current year, but them being lost in the wilderness is the slow burn of it. And they've been, they were out in the wilderness for, I think like a year and a half. And so I was also thinking, like, okay, if we're going to end up with tribal cannibal people, that doesn't happen in, like, two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah. The, the, uh, do we get more hint of more hints of that at all beyond, in the first season beyond the first episode? Because, like I said, I only watched of the first them. episode. With, with oh, cannibal. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, you get in that first episode, it is, like, these people are having, like, a, a ritual to eating the food and all that. Um, so I didn't know if we got any more of that beyond that little snippet. No, that's, it literally, like, I think season two, episode one or two is, like, we have a now officially started eating. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Damn. Um, but the way that it come the way that it comes about isn't like they don't start off just killing and eating each other. It's like <sighs> circumstantial in a really weird way. Um, and there's also supernatural things happening, but I I low key feel like I'm gonna be disappointed in the supernatural elements of it. Um, 
like them not by the way that it's playing out or um no it's like the nature of the supernatural like it's i'll get a few episodes in further and i'll let you know but it's like the the way that the supernatural stuff is playing out so far is like eh, i'm not sure but everything else has been really good so i'm looking forward to yeah i'm looking forward to watching the rest of it and this is like one of those shows where i don't like a lot of the people in the show but i can still watch it Usually, if I don't like characters or if I don't like their decisions, I can't keep watching the show. Like, I don't want to hang out with this person for an hour. Um, But this one is like, wow, I hate all of your decisions, but I can't wait to see what happens. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see you fuck up further. Yeah. Horrible decisions, yeah. And that was... uh, There are some shows like that, like... Uh, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley is it was very much like it's a comedy, but it was very much one of those like, oh we're getting better. Oh we fucked something up so bad that we're now we're back down here, and oh we're doing well, and oh we fucked up again. I'm like this. It's just the same. It gets too repetitive with like, you people make the same stupid fucking mistakes, and you there is no character growth for any of you kind of thing. Um, uh, I also have just an issue with people that are just completely irredeemable. irredeemable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, in stories where it's like, hey, you're going to hit a point that he's going to be redeemed. And like, no, District 9, he is not redeemable in any way whatsoever. <laughs> uh, no, t- that makes me think of Euphoria, which I've never watched. But because I'm on the internet, I basically watched it. <laughs> and I feel like that way about Nate, the the guy, the main dude, who sounds like a horror show. And he never gets any better and he never faces any consequences. <laughs> Let's see which one that man is. Is that the one that looks like... He's the really tall one. He has a very punchable face. <laughs> no offense to the actor. He just, It he probably... Just... Yeah, I was going to say, it probably works to his benefit in the show. He looks but yeah. Like, he looks like somebody that if he was, it was in the 80s, he would be cast as the uh, asshole jock. Oh yeah, for sure. That's ba- I think that's basically what he is in Euphoria, but I don't think he plays a sport... <laughs> It's like a rich asshole. I do love that that became like the thing as as years went by, the popular guy wasn't the sports guy anymore. He was just the guy with the money because it's like, hey, we're (laughs) not going to go after uh, we're not going to go after athletes. Let's all hate billionaires. Uh... (laughs) Nate, what are you looking up? I'm just browsing random things as you're talking about them oh. so i can put info in my brain parts <laughs> okay <clears throat> uh well nate were you planning on seeing evil dead rise uh was i planning on it not recently i the next movie i plan on going to see is probably dungeons and dragons Ooh, yeah i, had, so, I definitely recommend that that was a fun i one. mean to be honest with you mario is the first movie i've actually went and watched by myself a long time i have the benefit of having a movie theater like 10 minutes from my house yeah. um we have the, one about 15 minutes away <sighs> yeah so i'll probably go start seeing more movies on my own but uh D is going to be the next one on the list okay well <clears throat> i just saw evil dead rise uh thursday night leslie got to see it two weeks ahead of time right? yes yeah. by the power of twitter 
Ooh. I did. <laughs> I love early screenings. They're fantastic. Um, especially when you're not expecting it and you're just like, oh, hey, sweet. Um, so, Leslie, you have watched... Have you watched all of the Evil Dead movies? Yes. So. They... Evil Dead's one of my favorite horror like franchises, I would say. Okay. So at this point I have now seen all but one. Um I have not seen the remake. Oh man, yeah. that's one of my favorites. <laughs> I after I I will say though, after seeing this one, and I know it's a completely different like director and all that, but after seeing this one I want to go back and watch it. Um I will say I think that this newest installment is a really good continuation aesthetic wise and vibe wise to the remake yeah okay They're, so i if you liked this one you'll like the remake oh. i actually think the the remake might be a little gorier really if, if you can believe it <laughs> <laughs> some yeah. of the things that they do in evil dead rise was also in the original or like in the remake um yeah i think uh our friend uh josh mentioned um a specific raining raining blood scene basically was oh there's yeah now there's a couple because yeah evil dead as a franchise it has its own sort of like personality and like staples of items and things that you would see which is why the chainsaw popped out um Chainsaw and shotgun. I mean, okay, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So I, yeah. And I think that Evil Dead in general, I think, is pretty consistent in the vibe that they give off. Obviously, the one, the earlier ones are a little bit more of a campy mm-hmm. vibe. Um, but I think that was appropriate for the time. It was the 80s. We're yeah. all campy. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, some of the yeah. stuff is still campy, so. Let me know what you think about the remake when you get to it, because I I think you'll like it if you really liked this oh, yeah. one. Yeah, I love this. Um, it, it is funny, though, and I can't remember if I messaged you about this, but I had a moment after a couple of different more gory <laughs> scenes happened where you just hear the audience like have that, like, uh, oh, uh, kind of like stuff is disgusting on screen so they're reacting to it i'm laughing at shit like (laughs) i've realized gore does not affect me like i thought it used to um oh yeah i saw your tweet about that yeah okay it was a tweet um even like the scene where and i used to have the biggest issue when things got really close to eyeballs um and there's a scene oh yeah this and i'm like (laughs) oh normally i would have been like oh i hate that but like that didn't get me at all um So the scene in Dead Space with the eyeball machine really does it for you, right? I didn't watch that. Right? I never played Dead Space. <laughs> I got about ten minutes into Dead Space and uh, fucking what are they called? Necromorph? What are they called in that? Necromorphs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, climbed in through the air vent and came out behind me. I'm like, oh, you can do that. I'm not playing this anymore. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I really enjoyed the 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 whole movie. Um, I love the. And it's not super spoilery. Um, the biggest spoiler that I'm going to say is there is the main character or the the sister character who comes back to her other sister who is supposed to be like the more together one that has kids. Um, and she's coming home basically to be like, hey, I'm pregnant. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. And is the plan is to come home and have that like, I need advice. Let's talk it out kind of thing. Uh and very quickly it becomes, hey, guess what? You're going to go through, you're going to 
forcefully have to protect three kids. So let's hope that helps you with motherhood. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I even made the joke about, like, uh, <laughs> you. she came to talk about being a mom and then has to deal with a whole bunch of kids uh, screaming, crying, and a lot of blood. And I'm like, oh, okay, normal, normal child care. Uh, <laughs> I did think that was a an interesting sort of like premise to give her is because she was clearly like fuck I don't know about this baby situation, um, so yeah it's interesting that she's coming home to sort of get advice and then she has to save her <laughs> yeah her and her whole family um, and like be there for the ch- yeah like you said like be there for literal children. What did you think of the chi- what did you think of the kids? Um do you have a favorite child? I don't know. There are aspects of all of them that I liked um mostly because of like the youngest was obviously going to I feel like the youngest is going to be everybody's favorite just because of uh fuck. What is her name? Stabatha? What is the yeah. yeah oh my god i forgot about stamina or whatever its name whatever. was yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah you're right <laughs> yeah uh in the fact that like she had she had some moments that like obviously set things up for later in the movie and it was one of those like oh okay i see where that's gonna end up in somebody eventually um but i i, I enjoyed uh the the girl it was very much like a she didn't really cause that many issues because um, you know little kids are usually fuck kids fuck things up um, that's why I don't I hated the fact that they let the baby live in Walking Dead I know that sounds horrible but she dies in the comics they should have just killed her off in the in the show too should have um, killed the baby <laughs> do you know how the baby dies in the comics. I want that to be like a ticker tape at the bottom of this. Chris says, <laughs> kill that baby. He's at 11. <laughs> oh no, the baby dies in fucking Walking Dead in like the worst possible way. Like the I know how, I remember how. Okay. It, uh, yeah, okay. The Walking Dead is a whole nother, I would love to do a retro complaint about that because. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. Um, <laughs> I don't hate that kids. is yeah. There's that is the th- yeah. that's the theme of Walking Dead for real. Um, except for one, they, they don't fuck one kid. Don't fuck with, and then they fucked with him. And I'm like, you know, why would you ruin one of the best characters? The, the only kid, yeah, our, our our only kid. <laughs> Walking Dead has many many problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's you... why I called it a retro complaint. Like full, that's really full, all it would be. Full spoilers, because fuck everything about that show. Um, you one kill off Coral, who is Coral. Coral is is arguably one of the best characters in the comics, in my opinion. Oh, okay, you're complaining about the comic. I was like, he's he's supposed to die. Unfortunately, since he dies in the comics, but he doesn't die in the comics. I thought he did. No, Carl makes it through the end. Oh my gosh, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking um, of when he got his face blown off. Yes, they definitely changed that, and it's nowhere near as gruesome as it is in the comic. Um, but they also fucked up Glenn's death. Oh, then mm-hmm. I don't feel good about this. I didn't know Carl wasn't supposed to die. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah, no. That's okay. ultra messed up. I knew the stuff with the actor, like, that whole thing was messed up, yeah. how they treated him. 
Yeah, the fact that he bought a house and then they're like, hey, yeah, you're dying now. <laughs> <laughs> he straight up bought a house no. and they're like, yeah, he bought a house in Atlanta, I think. And they're I like, feel hey, like, goodbye. I feel like the TV series was specifically designed once Norman Reedus is Daryl, who is, you know, totally original character to the TV show blew up in popularity. I feel like all they really cared about was making Daryl more and more and more and more of the main yeah. character of the show. Yeah, absolutely. You are not wrong. Uh, so many people got thrown under the bus in favor of Daryl. But they, they definitely did fuck up Glenn's death. Um, uh, yeah, the the Glenn's death thing is they could have done one of two things. One, did it, the, just done it normally. Um, or let it be somebody else that died and let him continue on and change his story. Remind in, me why it was extra stupid. They, instead of just killing him off, like, because it's um, Negan. Negan kills him in the comic. I remember. Yeah, I remember. And I remember Glenn's death was like a, a whole bunch of people oh. were like, fuck this show. I'll never watch oh, wow. it again. Um, was it like, because he, was it like a fake out? It was a, it no. was kind of a fake out. Um, one, somebody, yeah. there was a scene at one point where they, everybody thought Glenn died earlier than that, but he survived it. And I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. Um, but the fact that instead of killing just Glenn, they killed Abraham, not Abraham, um, big, big brawny redhead dude. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his name right now. Um, it might've been Abraham. Uh, but they, uh, I think Abraham was the black dude. Wasn't he? No. Um, with the beard? Isaiah. Oh, that was Isaiah. Is Isaiah the one with the tiger? Isaiah is. I will never. Sure. I will never rewatch this to find out. I won't either. Um, Abraham is okay. Thank you. Um, yes, Abraham. They kill Abraham, Abraham yes. and it's like, oh, okay, Abraham's dead. They're going to kill Abraham instead of Glenn, and then it just turns around and kills Glenn too. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. You take out yeah. two fan favorite characters, one who mm. already got more more exp exploration with his character with Abraham, and then also Glenn. I'm like, what? What the fuck? What is the point of this? Um, mm -hmm. I mean, they lost me very early. I, I kept watching, but they lost me very early when they killed Shane. Sorry, Shane was right. I'm sorry, <laughs> he had valid points. I didn't see anything wrong with his approach in a lot of ways, and then they killed him, and I was like, wow. Yeah, uh, Shane's death, I mean, that that is basically maybe almost exactly the same. Um, I like the way that they portrayed that in the comic more, uh, because that is where he has the, he basically goes back to check the grave that he put Shane in, sees that he's alive again, kills him, and then comes back and it gives the whole reveal of, literally, it's it's the, I say the name of the show in the show, because he says, we are the Walking Dead. Because um, mm -hmm. that's, that's when they have the big moment, the click moment, where it's like, all of us are already infected, it takes our death to activate the infection, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. So, don't uh, care. Still, still upset. Didn't like that. Still <laughs> got beef about how they killed Andrea. I will always have yeah. beef about that. Why did you make her? Like, why did you make me like her just to do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. They change a lot in the in the TV series. Um, and I like I don't even know what the hell is going on, and I won't ever care anymore. I stopped watching. Is it still on? Didn't I've... Rick die? Rick I died, but the series continues after Rick's death. Yeah, in the, the TV thing. show. In, in the TV show. In the TV show, the like I said, the the thing that they were focused on, and I don't think it's really a secret anymore, is 
because Norman Reedus, like this was his longest running job on a TV show, um, blew up in popularity as Daryl, as this whole new character who wasn't in the comics at all. The writers were basically told to like make a shift and do everything they can to get to a point where Daryl gets to be the main character. <laughs> um, and they just kept pushing and pushing for that. I mean, in later seasons, and when I say later seasons, I'm only talking like up to what I watch, which is maybe like season five or six of the show. Like so much more of it is focused on Daryl and his development as a character. Um, after Rick go, Rick dies, they do put more some focus on Carl, but a lot of it is always going back to Daryl. <laughs> hold on, I'm confused because it looks confused. like it is done. Oh. I feel like it it ended pretty recently. It ended in November. Yes. Um, Rick isn't dead. Rick wasn't dead. Which is fucking dumb. Okay. Beyond anything. Um, yeah, there was a season finale that's already... Yeah. It was just called Rest in Peace. Um, it, oddly it enough... Ended, the series ended at the end of last year. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, in the comic, um, Rick does die, but Rick dies literally in the final issue. Um I think the final, either final issue or final two issues, basically, uh, a kid that Rick killed his father, the kid comes in while Rick is asleep, murders him in his sleep, um, and the way that the world is at that point, they all accept it. They, they, I don't think they punish the kid, I think they let the, the kid go, because it was like a retribution kind of thing, um. And it just kind of moves on from there. And then, like, they have their little me memorial whatever for him. And then it's a jump cut to the future where everybody's older and shit. Um, it was an okay ending. I mean, it ended. The fact that The Walking Dead ended, I'm like, oh, good. You actually finished this. Uh, yeah. It's hard to do an end for something like that. That fucking comic ran for a long-ass fucking time. Um, it was pretty good. It wasn't, like, consistently great beginning to end, but uh, it wasn't the worst thing I've read. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like that's how it should end, with Rick dying, because it was supposed to be a <laughs> <laughs> oh, Um... I don't know. If, oh, I mean, it all lost its way eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, okay. Back to, obviously, where we started on this, which is fucking <laughs> Evil Dead Rise. Um, I loved it, yes. Uh, Leslie, as a fan of the series, of being one of your favorite horror series, what did you think? Um, yeah, like I said, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really good uh, continuation of what they were doing with the remake. Um, I also love the kids. I thought they were really accurate representation of like young like current kids yeah like current generation because like i'm really out of touch with youth i don't know what the fuck they like but <laughs> they seemed the realistic tough, right? um yeah they seemed realistic for kids that were born in the internet um yeah. and yeah i thought it was really great the mom was phenomenal she Absolutely. basically carried the movie it was really good um and yeah, I, as much as I love the movies, um, I only watch gore from like the corner of the screen. So I don't see everything all the time. So I did not watch the eye part. I knew oh, okay. that it was coming. Um, 
but yeah, so and the the very beginning, I knew some shit was about to happen. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna wait till it gets close to where I feel like something's about to be horrific, uh, and then I'm gonna close my eyes. But yeah, I did really enjoy, <laughs> um, and this isn't super spoiler or whatever, because uh, it's literally the first scene. The way that the movie opens doesn't even focus immediately on the family. It cuts to it. It starts with a cabin in the woods um and like you no context whatsoever there's just these three teens or maybe maybe college kids or whatever um that are basically experiencing you know the normal evil dead shit uh, uh and it just that might be one of my favorite it and that beginning section where it ends with the title coming up from the tree line i fucking love that shot of her hovering yeah. above the, the lake with the trees and just evil dead rise behind it um i thought that was a really cool idea for them to be like and then one day earlier let's see how we get here <laughs> it was kind of like that looks like the end the horrific end of a movie yeah. and then they're like let's see how we got here and i'm like huh and then you go to an apartment and it's like how the fuck do we get from here it's not it's even the like, same people. You're like, how like, do we yeah. get from here? Yeah. <laughs> she just happened to be in the same apartment complex, a bill, a, like a floor down or so, a couple of floors down. Um, yeah. she. That was the other thing that we were talking about in the movie was like so much bullshit is popping off in this apartment. It's like semi-abandoned, sure. Yeah. But also, would you not hear anything? But it's. Yeah. I think she was on the fifth floor but they were on the 13th or something crazy so like yeah that. that's i they specifically point out that it said fifth so it's like okay so the fact that one slightly spoilers um the elevator's down okay the fact that the stairs were fine after a certain level uh, <laughs> um my thing is and this is you know it's just if people didn't do this we wouldn't have horror movies but stop fucking looking into little holes in the ground. Stop exploring shit. Don't, don't. If you see a hole in the ground, don't do it. If you find a a, a room in that hole that has a whole bunch of Jesus shit, don't, don't touch any of it. Leave it. Get the fuck out. The, the only <laughs> way that I can, like, make it work in my brain is to think, yeah, like, horror movies just exist in a universe where people are naturally stupid. Yeah. Um, and naturally more naive because yeah the the whole um mechanism for the plot to get what needed to happen in the apartment i was like this is yeah. i can't believe this <laughs> how did no how does no sense of like self-preservation start ringing in your brain if you have if you find a book that's literally uh got teeth on it um don't touch that thing and another then... thing i thought was very cool oh i don't know this is a spoiler too but i don't care i'm gonna say it the other thing i thought was really cool was the concept of multiple necronomicons because that is a that brand is a new thing yeah um um and in the past even in the remake we only have seen one necronomicon was it the and... is the one in the remake still the one with the face yeah, yeah, it's the okay. same exact same book. So for up until this point, we've only thought there was one. Now we know there are three. Which t I was like, oh my god, they just created an Evil Dead multiverse. So and that's an even more fun thing. Um, after this movie came out, uh, 
I can't remember who had an interview. It was either um, Bruce Campbell or Sam Raimi, but they basically had, have been talking about writing writing the Evil Dead Bible, basically, because what they want to do is have the quote unquote guidelines for an Evil Dead movie and let people make whatever the fuck they want within that universe. Um, and I, think I mean, so far they've done, be, yeah, yeah. I was, gonna, I think that could be really cool. Letting, seeing other people, getting other people into the horror universe. Um, like, just the idea of him finding lesser-known directors in because they were attached to an Evil Dead and did a really cool Evil Dead movie, they can then go on to make their own shit. Um, yeah, I also really love that Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell were basically just two college kids that were like, let's make a low-budget horror movie for my class. And they've created this whole big thing. Yeah. And now they're turning back around and being like, well, let's just make doors happen for, like, who was us in the past. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's super cool. Because I don't even... Who directed the Evil Dead remake? Um, that's a really good question, because I don't know. Alvarez. Fede Alvarez, I believe. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, he did the remake of Evil Dead. He went on to make Don't Breathe. Um, oh, and he did The Girl in the Spiderweb. I didn't know that he made that adaptation. But, like, obviously the first big movie he did was Evil Dead, and now he's been doing more since then. Uh, oh, he actually did the 2022... Uh, oh, didn't direct, just produced. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Holy shit, he has a TBA to be announced untitled alien movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right um but then even with this lee cronin uh the director writer and director of evil dead rise the only thing that is really known previous to this was uh he had a short film called ghost train uh in 2019 he did the movie the hole in the ground which is one of those it's it's a horror movie based around a kid yeah i can't do horror movies based around a kid <laughs> I don't like kids. Kids are scary. <laughs> oh, you mean like the kid is the kid is the horror? I think the kid is the horror. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, not a fan. That's funny. Uh, you're scared of children. <laughs> come on. Have you ever seen the movie Quarantine? The only scary part in Quarantine is when the little girl is attacking everybody because she's like an. Oh my gosh! Girl. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my god. I Quarantine is bananas. Oh, sure, I, I've never true. seen the last fifteen minutes. Never. Um, because that's one of those weird found footage ones. Uh, oh, that's right. Deb from Dexter was in that one, I think. That was so, Deb. Yeah. Um, another one that I always think of is The Orphanage, which retroactively, the moment you're done watching The Orphanage, you are no longer scared of the kids. Um, but The Orphanage, is it's it's a ghost movie about dead kids. Uh, and at first you really are like, ah, oh, this is kind of spooky but then you get to the end i don't have either of you watched orphanage no oh it was one of those um it wasn't directed or written or anything by guillermo del toro but he i think produced it um so it was one of those like <laughs> hey i love this let's get it out into in more people's in front of more people's eyes because i'm the guy that made pan's labyrinth motherfucker uh <laughs> 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 um but it's basically this woman and her kid buy i think they either own or just buy an orphanage at one point in the movie um the kid goes missing 
in the entire movie is the mom trying to find the kid, but seeing these visions of, of children and spooky little things going around on around the whole thing. Um, and I won't spoil it if you don't want to, but let me know and I will 100% spoil the shit out of this movie. Um, oh yeah, I don't, I don't care. Okay, uh, so it turns out, and this is where the movie goes from this is kind of spooky to fuck, this is really sad. The kid, when, when he went to go hide, fell down the stairs and dies. So the kid is dead the entire fucking movie. Wow. Yeah, it is. It is such a like heartbreaking thing. Halfway through, wait a by minute. The the movie, you're like, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or do you write looking this up now? I am. Li- I am. <laughs> like I'm playing Resident Evil Four, only to find out Ashley was dead the whole time. Oh God. This I mean, was it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Oh man, that's giving me the others a little bit, which yeah. I love that movie. Um, I think that was something because that came out around the same time, didn't it? Uh, possibly. The others. Oh fuck! Wow, that actually came out before uh, two thousand one. Orphanage was two thousand seven. Hmm. Dang. Time, man. I hate looking into when movies come out because it makes me feel old. <sighs> Leslie, do you know they put out a 20th anniversary edition of Meteora? No, um, I did not know that. Um, <laughs> now you can be sad like me. Has it really been 20 years? Wow, that's rough. Because I remember the day that the coolest girl in high school was like, you should listen to this. And she, that's what she handed me, was Meteora. And I was like... A Lincoln Park fan ever since. Oh my god, I was in high school 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, we were just starting high school 20 years ago. We were. And we're all the same age, so you know, it makes us feel good. Yeah, March 25th, 2005. Their second fucking album. Not even their first album. Because their first I... album is 23 years old. Uh... <laughs> Wait a minute. You said Meteora. Yeah, she hand, she she handed me Hybrid Theory, oh, which was, was their amazing. first album. That's how I got into Meteora, which oh. is like a no skip. That is mm. a no skip. I'm gonna have to buy that because that's a no skip album for me. Yeah, the new one I think has some of the the unreleased stuff too, um, which you know everybody immediately. It it could have been the worst song they've ever done, but because it was like the la- one of the last things that uh, he had recorded. That's like one of my big regrets is never getting to see them. Oh, I didn't know that. What, that I've never seen them? Yeah. um, Oh, yeah, no. We saw them, I think, three times. Two or three times. Uh, One of them was at the... uh, Fuck, I forgot the name of the tour, but it was the weird tour where it was Linkin Park, Korn, and Snoop Dogg. Oh, I would have loved that. <laughs> that sounds like fun. <laughs> yeah. I've seen Corn. I haven't seen Snoop Dogg. I yeah yeah. I don't remember the Snoop Dogg stuff that much. Um, I definitely remember Corn. Corn was fantastic. Yeah, Corn is great. I love the fact that he plays bagpipe on stage. 
Anyway, we're off the thing. Uh, <laughs> Wait, were we still talking about Evil Dead? Did yeah, we yes. Welcome. <laughs> Leslie, welcome to Space Time Talco. Uh, <laughs> you have the now, rules are made up and the points don't matter. You, you um, have now experienced the true form of Space Time Talco. You talk about one thing, you end up on something that literally has no connection to it whatsoever. Um, yeah. Our, That's our fine. That's how my brain works. Our podcasts flow in the same way like the timeline in Loki did, where someone breaks it and then you just get branches everywhere. Uh, I like to think of it as uh, Bacchano, where it's all one story. It just comes out from different sections and eventually then makes sense by the end. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. Well, hey, go see Evil Dead. Fantastic. Everything we talk about, we've recommended, I think, except for that book. Don't read that book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. It's got um, <laughs> Batista. Dave Batista's great. Um, mm-hmm. So, have you played anything, Leslie? I know you. It's LOL. Been a uh, very busy time. I still fall asleep playing the same day um, in Animal Crossing over and over again because I'm <laughs> determined to terraform, and I don't want to get too far. Um, I, I've considered playing, replaying, um, the Ezio collection of Assassin's Creed again, because I, that's like in the, in the quilt blanket of games that has made me who I am. Assassin's Creed specifically two and Brotherhood are two of them, maybe even two, three and Brotherhood. So, Mm -hmm. I saw recently that they have like an Ezio collection for like ten bucks. Oh yeah, so there's a big Ubisoft sale on Xbox right now. Yeah, so I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go back because I've been looking for some kind of like run jump RPG type thing. And Wolong, I played it, but the learning curve is just, it's just so hard. I just been getting my ass beat. Is <laughs> is Wolong more of a um? Is that fall into the Dark Souls like a Souls like? kind of game that's what i've heard yeah um but i didn't play dark souls so i don't know what that means i don't even know how far i would get trying to play a dark souls game um but yeah it's like real tough the enemies are real tough it's fun to play though it's it's still like run jump beat stuff up but i just Mm -hmm. die a lot yeah that one i know that one's on um game pass and i keep meaning to check it out i think it might have already installed on my uh actual xbox but not on pc the intro boss like the first boss that you play is the hardest boss in the game (laughs) they tell you that up front oh Um, is it like one of those you are you are supposed to die kind of bosses uh yes well because he's so hard it's it's a way to force you into learning the like fight mechanics okay Mm -hmm. um but in like the most crash coursey kind of way, because he's really, really hard. So if you can get past him, then you can play through the rest of the game pretty easy. But <laughs> allegedly, because I'm still dying. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, I haven't, I haven't been consistently playing anything recently. Um, I'm just kind of waiting for Redfall to show up. Well, outside of Evil Dead, again, I'm playing Evil Dead. Yeah. That. They're still doing updates to that too. So I, I have not. I have it on um, Epic Game Store, and I have not actually played it at all yet. Um, it's fun to play with. I I prefer to play as a group, like with other people, mm-hmm. 
kind of like is it the team? Uh, it's a little bit different because in DVD you can definitely live by yourself. Oh. In Evil Dead, you cannot live by yourself. You have to do use teamwork to get through the game. So, okay. mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. So there's a few games I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for Redfall. I'm still waiting for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game that I was promised that I haven't heard anything about. Where the fuck is that game? <laughs> also, where, where the, the fuck, fuck is, is that game? Wonder Woman. Where's Wonder? Yeah, I thought about that the other day. Still waiting for that. And uh, there's a Killer Clouds from Outer Space game. Yeah. That is going to be amazing. So hmm. I'm looking I'm looking forward to all of those. And so I will be playing Ezio in the meantime. <laughs> Jeez. Um are you I can't remember. Do you have a Switch still? Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm playing Animal Crossing on. Oh, Animal Crossing. Duh. Yeah, Animal Crossing. Um I forget you said Animal Crossing. I was thinking of like eight thousand other fucking games nowadays. Um are you in any way excited for Tears of the Kingdom? That's uh next Zelda game. Uh, yeah, that's Bre- the Breath of the Wild Part Two, right? Basically, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I am not going to play it, but I will watch someone play it because okay. to me that game, there are some games to me that I would just rather experience as movie. Yeah, it's too much kind of thing. To that's one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's so big. Um, but. I hear that Redfall is like coming out right before then. Yeah, it's the week. Before. I, I think we talked about that. Like, the, there have been articles that are like, "Oh, this isn't that great." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck you guys! I don't care. I'm still going to exactly. play." Exactly. A big um, thing is the the developers came out and they didn't actually like post anything else but a tweet, as far as I know, saying that uh, Redfall is going to run at 30 frames per second or at 30 FPS. There's no mm-hmm. 60 on any on console or anything like that. Um, and people are like, "Oh, that sucks. That's that's sixty should be the standard." Blah 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 blah. And uh, I have two things. One, Arcane has made is still made my favorite game, one of my favorite games of all time, in Dishonored. So I give them they're kind of like a, I give them a pass a little bit until I play the game. Um, <laughs> and two, I don't care what the frame rate is <laughs> if I'm enjoying the fucking game. Thing is, nobody cares what the frame rate is. People That's, only say they care yeah. what the frame rate is. There are so <laughs> because many people that still be... say, yeah, that like, oh, I can notice. I'm like, I don't know if you can or not. They're <laughs> just trying to be gatekeepy snobs. Um, at the end of the day, you know, people play a million games all the time without giving a shit what the frame rate in those games is. What matters most as far as visual appeal of the game, and one of the reasons that I like Dishonored for probably different reasons than you do, even though this is probably still a big one, Dishonored has phenomenal art direction. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I then... am, I'm a huge fan of the uh, the <clears throat> character designer um, <clears throat> for that. That's why I loved in the first season of uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Um, yeah. That whole... Uh, oh, what is it? The... Um, not kaiju fight, but basically mm-hmm. a kaiju fight. I know it was my mm-hmm. first episode. Um where you find out that she is the creature kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that, that the character design for that short is there the same person. Um, yes. Well, and then beyond that, I mean, I've played games like fucking Payday 2, which, I'll be honest, Payday 2 still, to this day, looks like fucking garbage. But <laughs> the <laughs> the art direction in Payday 2 ties all of that garbage together in a way where you get visual clarity. Mm-hmm. And that's what's important for a game like that. <laughs> um, 
No, I think what I'm what excites me for Redfall still is yes, I you you can drop in, drop out, play with your friends, um, but you can play it by yourself. You don't have to play with people. Uh, I will oh, say yeah. I don't know Leslie if you saw this, but um, the online play side of things only the host player like if it is you that is hosting the game continue keeps any of the progress uh that is something that that has been an issue for years for some reason so many games started doing it where everybody got progress and then it's like eh, we're not going to do that on a lot of stuff so um oh and redfall yeah in redfall yeah. Your, your progress is locked to your own personal game so if oh, you hop into like... somebody else's, yeah. But I also have the thing of where, like, if I'm hopping into your game, I don't care. I'll go back and play my mm -hmm. game. Uh, yeah, that's kind of, that's how it was in, um, oh, no, I'm lying. I was going to say, that's how it was in Arkham Knights. Is that what it was called? Gotham Knights. Yeah, Gotham, Knights. Gotham Knights, thank you. Um, yeah. But no, you still got points. You still got I mean, you earn stuff. I play so Gotham that, yeah, I don't know. Times. That's the one thing. I'm not sure if you earn any. I don't know. Hopefully you can earn some kind of XP or whatever. But, like, actual story progress, mm -hmm. I think, is locked to the yeah. the individual game. Oh, uh, and, so. yeah. And Gotham Knights, they just let you skip it if you wanted to. If oh, you really? did it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. that's yeah. That's actually kind of cool. Man, I didn't think I would... That be game was that great. Game I really, like, like freebase that game for <laughs> a short period. <laughs> Stop yeah. playing, but that game yeah. was really fun. I mean, I love Gotham Knights. I still have it installed because a couple of friends of mine will jump on like a random night and like run a co-op raid together. Um, yeah, man, just go I and mean, fight the, crime in the city. The, I think what Redfall is, what they need to make clear about Redfall is if you still gain some kind of, like you said, experience or just individual character progression, not story progression, but leveling up and that kind of stuff yeah. by still playing with other people. Because otherwise, it's like, what's the point of fucking playing the game co-op at that point? <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's one of those things where, like, if it ends up being where you don't get any kind of progress to your character, or you don't save progress to your character, I'm okay with hopping into other people's games in that case. Mm -hmm. um, I won't host, because I like other people to get the credit. I'm like, I yeah. don't care. I'll just, if, I'm, if I'm enjoying this game, I won't care. <laughs> yeah, same. So, well, we'll see. I mean, it'll be out soonish and i yep. believe it's coming to game pass right oh yeah because it yep. is a first party title uh game pass. i already have it pre-installed <laughs> same um nice whether we'll or not we'll be able to for that i was about to say <laughs> well, whether or not it, we can it asked it. me mm -hmm. oh wait why can't we stream it oh my computer is old leslie <laughs> oh you you can't stream <laughs> <laughs> that, might, that might be a uh a leslie or or Nate, there might host. be a thing where I host the stream. I have it, and... Yeah, I have it on the list to yeah. do like a test of Redfall. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I'm definitely looking forward to playing it because I feel like we talked. They debuted it so long ago. That was you, at least was... two game awards ago. Well, that was the thing. That was the first. Um, that was actually. Well, what was it? Um, yeah, that was the first E3. You were with us for reactions for oh, e3 that's what it yeah. was yeah um, it was me i think it was me it, it was me lou and nate on the couch and you on your you from home uh mm -hmm. and you actually stuck through and it for the first uh big that was like the first big xbox and bethesda showcase um so that's kind of awesome 
that something your fir- yeah. the first thing you did with us is you know, finally coming out. <laughs> yes. Too bad E3 is now officially no more. I don't fucking care. It'll be fine. I mean, nobody really cares. But... We got Summer Game Fest. We can believe in um, Jeff Keighley. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jeff Keighley doing his thing independently is still pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, and I like the idea of... I like the idea of not having one main event. I like the idea of somebody speaking with the bigger companies and all the indie companies and getting them to mm-hmm. at least organize it enough where you can put out being like, hey, you're attached to us. You can do what you mm-hmm. want when you want. Just let us know so we can let everybody else know what we're doing or what's going on. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I just want somebody to let us know ahead of time so I can put in for the time off, okay? Stop <laughs> waiting until like a week ahead of time, motherfuckers. They can all take a note from Nintendo. Nintendo can drop a direct anytime it feels like dropping a direct right like there's no like oh yeah we're gonna schedule this and plan it out they're just like yeah we have enough stuff you know ready to go that we're gonna drop a direct i was gonna say you say that but they definitely do plan it out (laughs) well i mean yes there's planning involved but it's not like they're like like a two-day notice (laughs) yes it's not a thing where it's like all year long you know specifically on these dates like oh yeah this is when i need to tune in for nintendo direct yeah um but yeah, I mean, every game publisher honestly could do that. It's still nice that they do get together and that people like Jeff Keighley and, you know, those kinds of guys are organizing events for us to get those, like, big hype, yeah, sort of reminiscent to E3 moments. Um, but yeah, I think the AAA hype... Great. Yeah, the Game Awards has been great. Um, I think the AAA hype train is finally losing some steam and more indie developers are coming into the mix, which is a good thing, honestly. <laughs> um... I'm so tired of hearing about, you know, here's our next big game that we're not going to launch for five years. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Dead Island 2, how, that was teased, I don't know even how many years ago at this point, and it just came out. It's over, I believe it's been a decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was yeah. already out. <laughs> so, I mean, it just came out like a week ago. <laughs> in In the defense of that game, it has been through three different developers at this point. Um one of which I think doesn't even exist anymore. Uh, yeah. One, yeah. Um, but from what I also, from what I've heard, it is, um, I don't know if it, if any of you've heard the term swimming in sevens, but it is a seven across the board. People, <laughs> it is not like, <laughs> well, no, I was going to say it is not a end all be all greatest thing on the planet, but it mm-hmm. is a very entertaining game. And people are really excited to, and are hoping that, this does well enough and people latch onto it enough that they can continue and actually take more risks. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people are just saying that this is basically, Hey, yes, it's dead Island two, but it's actually more like dead Island reboot kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, from the gameplay footage I've seen, it's very much reminiscent of the first title um, in a new setting uh, with some new enemies and mechanics and stuff like that. But Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want a no-think-kill-zombie game, that's what Dead Island 2 is. <laughs> uh, it is, I believe, it does fall into the category of, hey, we're now selling games at $70. Um, so, obviously, yes. that makes that does put a little bit more on a do I actually want to play a, a no-think-zombie killer. Um, which, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Uh, specifically, the person in this call that isn't always in this call is a big fan of a no think kill zombie game yeah uh, but not for 70 dollars <laughs> exactly uh, 
Would you have paid seventy dollars for Back for Blood? No. Exactly. Are you serious? I no. I After playing it, I definitely wouldn't have. But <laughs> nobody. I, and it's interesting because I think I've read something about how that game just like died so fast. Yeah, that that um, is disappointing. Um, I mean, I never even played after it officially launched. I think I only ever played when it was in beta when we were all playing together. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fun for what it was, but yeah, I you mean, could just play Left 4 Dead too. Yeah, was, exactly, you, you, <laughs> Left 4 Dead still exists. There are mods for Left 4 Dead. Uh, Left 4 Dead people have made maps. We can you can just continuously yeah. make content out of that. Um, mm-hmm. Which I feel like yes. would be fun. Uh, maybe we and, should have a look. Yeah, and Back for Blood had a lot of like mechanics that I didn't get, like the cards thing. Yeah, I feel like they wanted to make that a thing, but yeah. it wasn't fully clear. I yeah, mean, there was the the idea behind the cards is like, okay, you build a character into a certain role, but the fact of the matter is, the card pools are random, and it takes you so long to grind for points to yeah. even get card packs. Yeah, they're not good. Were so, card packs something that you could actually buy, or were... No, you just grinded out points okay. for them. At least they but, did that. Uh, At least they didn't go for a pay-to-win pay to kind of platform on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm skeptical. I, I talked about this a bit in the RE4 Remake stream. I'm always skeptical when I see a grinding mechanic in games, period, now. Mm-hmm. Because what, RE4, what Capcom did with RE4 Remake is... Um, this carries over from the first game where when you fully upgraded a weapon, you could then buy its exclusive upgrade. Mm-hmm. Like for the pistol, for the starter pistol, for example, has an exclusive upgrade that gives it uh, a five times multiplier for its critical chance. Right? So the way that you do side quests in this game is you earn spinels, and those spinels can be traded back to the merchant to get certain items that you wouldn't normally be able to get. Hold on. Um, you collect... The enemy from the Steven Universe movie? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> spinels were just a random treasure you could find in the classic game, um, and you just sold them for money, right? Now they're tied to these side quests. And you trade them, and the two things, two of the things you can trade them for are exclusive weapon upgrade tickets, which lets you get that exclusive upgrade even before you fully upgrade the weapon and with no money, right? The problem is, is like everything else in that shop is like, for example, if I want a yellow herb early on, I can pay like three spinels for that. If I want a treasure map for a certain area, it's three for that. Uh, one of the guns, the Punisher, is five spinels. Um, so a lot of the stuff is fairly like complete a couple side quests and you'll eventually have enough to get what you want. The weapon upgrade tickets, though, the first one is 30 and the second one is 40. And it took me almost nearly to the end of the game to get the second ticket Jesus. after doing all of the side quests in the game. Yeah, no, I'm no. That's just yeah. stuff I would and, never even do. Well, they put it in the game that way because two weeks after launch, Capcom snuck in microtransactions, and this is after all the reviews were out. They had a review embargo up to launch day to begin with. Yeah. Um, but this is after all the reviews were out. After it got all you know the eights and nines and tens that Capcom wanted it to get. After it sold a decent number of copies on launch day, they're like, all right, launch the microtransactions. The microtransactions are literally buy a number of exclusive weapon upgrade tickets. Wow. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Interesting. Didn't expect that coming. Um, And uh, so that's why I'm just wary of any kind of grinding mechanic in a game. I mean, fucking, what were we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Zombie game. Back for blood. 
Back for Blood. Uh, they could have snuck microtransactions to that. I mean, the fact that you spend so long grinding for points, even playing on higher difficulties like I have, I mean, you're getting points, but you're not getting nearly enough to like really you know, just pull card packs and get the cards that you want in order to make the decks you want with them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, all right, let's move on since we're very long into this. I'm realizing when it's two people, it's hard enough to do like an hour, hour and a half podcast with three people. Fuck man. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't played many games either, to be honest. Uh, what I did play and sadly not much. I want to get back and play more of it. Um, Homestead Arcana just came out on Game Pass. Um, and yes, if you haven't listened to us before, or if you're new, we play a lot of Game Pass games for two reasons. One, games are expensive, man. Uh, two, there are usually some good fucking games on, on Game Pass. Um, uh, but Homestead Arcana, 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 whatever, either way. Um, you play as a little witch, um, who is basically exploring the witchy world where you are trying to, I guess, investigate. I haven't really gotten that far into it. You're investigating basically the poisoned, cursed area, the world that you are exploring. Like very few, very little section of it is super easy to deal with and like not dangerous to live in. Um, but you're constantly going in, exploring finding out uh, things that are causing it, finding out things to get rid of it, um, and just finding plants and stuff so you can make food and build things. And yes, I found a uh, farming simulator that <laughs> I actually enjoy and doesn't have a really annoying uh, health, food, sleep mechanic, energy mechanic. That's what it is. I hate energy mechanics. Um, I was going to say, this game sounds right up your alley as soon as you said you get to be a little witch, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like... <laughs> yeah. uh, it's adorable. I You're love sold. It. Um, the, the, uh, your companion that helps you get through and tells you, like, hey, we should do this, explore this, uh, is a little talking cat. Um, so yeah, you get to make your own witch too. It's not like just a default setting. Um, Ooh! Yeah. Hold the sliders <laughs> for colors of hair and... Everything. I love all... All sorts of character creators. Giant slut for character customization. <laughs> um, what I am realizing, though, I think it isn't... You can't change the voice, I don't think. So you have a very femme voice, no matter what. Um, I noticed that after, because I was playing it while I was, doing, while, while I was watching things. But then at one point I stopped watching the thing and was playing just the game. And I heard the voice, or like your character respond or make some sound and you're like oh oh okay whatever <laughs> um but no i i'm enjoying it so far it's definitely going to be one of those like i can just spend hours just exploring and doing things in the game probably not even progress because why would i when i can just build things and harvest things and um it's interesting it just came out it, i love the art style to it uh you can tell it is a much smaller developer because there are some graphical like slowdowns and stuff like that uh and again now i'm not sure if it's the game itself or my fucking computer uh <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's my computer in this specific case maybe i don't know all i know is that i recommend it if you like 
uh, little witchy things, or sim like survival. Slow. I don't know what the term. Hold on. I want to say survival, but not normal survival. No, it's oh. I don't want to say easy or noob. It really is just like non-hardcore. Co- the, in the cozy, cozy. game category. Yeah. It is a cozy survival. There you go. Because um, you still need to eat. You still go to bed. Um, time of day does affect, or does matter like in certain situations. Um, so, you know, just little things like that. But like I said, it's on Game Pass, on PC, and on Xbox. Definitely check it cool. out. Just got put up there uh, on Friday, I think. It was its first day. So, yeah. Nate, what have you been playing? <laughs> Well, this is actually technically a replay for me, but I think it's still a worthy mention. Um, it's a game called Cloudpunk. Um, it is a voxel graphics game uh, that does take place in a cyberpunk sort of city, really. Just a giant city. Um, and you play as a delivery driver. So you start at this delivery company, you get your little hover car thing. And you can freely fly around the city in this thing, and your job is to drop off certain deliveries. That being said, there is still a story behind the game, um, one that I still haven't fully explored yet because it's rather deep. Um, But you meet characters along the way. There's some sort of secrecy going on. There's a lot of just different weird things happening to people around this city um, that you're kind of left to discover on your own. Uh, it doesn't really have a guiding hand. It's not like, here's a waypoint. Go talk to this person. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of just discover stuff organically and naturally as you go through the game. Um, for me, it's a nice sort of... It's a game that gives me a space to relax and just not focus so much on little details all the time. Um, it, it's... I mean, it's a it's it is a cozy game in a way. Um, there's no combat involved. There's no craziness involved. There's no super heavy resource management or anything in the game. You do have to refuel your car from time to time, but that's pretty easy to do. Yeah. Um, but it's a nice space to just relax in and sort of enjoy kind of the vibe that the game is is thrusting upon you, really. Uh, and I do um, see on the uh, on the games page on Steam, um, there was mm-hmm. recently I don't know how recent, but they had the cockpit update, which means I mm-hmm. guess you can pl- you can fly around your car in first person. Well, you could always do that. I yeah. don't know what the cockpit update has, but you can fly around in first person if you want to. I wouldn't recommend it, but you can. <laughs> um, you have a very large car shaped dashboard in your way when you're doing this. Um. But no, it's it's a it's a fun, neat little game. I think it's just it's probably worth just checking out for the voxel art style alone. I know a lot of indie devs have been using voxel. There was kind of a period of sort of a voxel renaissance in a lot of indie games, but this game like takes the next level with lighting, texture mapping, all that stuff. It just looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think I remember this game being a thing. Um... I think it was. It might still be on my wish mm-hmm. list. Uh, it looked interesting. Well, I believe it's on Xbox right now as well. I'm not certain, but I think they do have an Xbox version of this. Oh. Not a Game Pass, just on Xbox, right? Uh, I don't know if it's on Game Pass. I don't think it is. Okay. All right. 
well, I haven't really been playing anything else. I like Leslie. I'm I'm excited for uh, Redfall. Um, most excited for like I will play Redfall the week it comes out, and then immediately it's like, okay, cool. Thanks for tying me over for the week to get into Zelda. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's going to be a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those uh, the uh, player account is going to drop on every single game come um, Zelda drop. Uh, you don't think so it's not that i don't think so i mean i know i'll be playing zelda but the thing is is like i set my switch down for such long periods of time zelda was the one thing that kept me playing my switch Mm -hmm. because i knew that there was a narrative there i knew that there was an end game there like i'm trying to play pokemon but like pokemon can frankly be boring sometimes (laughs) and zelda just let me sort of pick and choose when i wanted the game to be you know, nice and chill, and when I wanted the game to be a fucking sweat fest. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Um, oh no, whoops. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I'm so excited for that game. I keep forgetting that I pulled up Game Pass to see what new came out. I forgot Minecraft Legends came out. Uh, nothing against it. Um, I just personally was not excited for it because it is more of like an RTS kind of Mm-hmm. game um i also forgot that ghostwire tokyo is now available on xbox uh which i don't know leslie you didn't play that did you no it is on i think it's on game pass yeah, now it, isn't it, it it originally launched on playstation so i didn't know if you'd picked it up back then um no i i was excited by the trailer but then i looked at the gameplay and i was like oh it's first person i don't know how i feel about that yeah it it was definitely a game that i was i wanted to know more about the world because i always love like japanese folklore and ghost kind of shit um but if i really want more of that i can uh, you know just watch anime (laughs) (laughs) uh but no yeah all right game wise we're we're good we're excited for things Nate, what are you most excited for upcoming? Uh, really, I'm most excited for Zelda, but uh, if I'm picking something different, uh, it's probably going to be Redfall, honestly. Yeah, um, okay. I I want, we're, we're all kind of on the same page. I like that. <laughs> I just want a consistent co-op experience to play with friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, since we're running very late or long mm-hmm. um i was gonna say let's try and do the fastest quick news possible uh, <laughs> yeah. nate, nate you get all your you get all your stuff and then we can yell okay. about the last stuff well i'll start with this because i'm probably the only one who really cares about this on this podcast at this point but games workshop really fucked up a launch in like a very video gamey kind of way um the primark for my army who's like the big the big guy of my army um, they did some lore for them, so of course he just got released. Um, they did a box set, it's called The Line is Retinue. It's $110 for the box set, but the problem is, is the box set released on a Saturday. Um, they were not clear on what time it was launching, and pretty much the moment it launched, so many people flooded Games Workshop's site, that their site crashed for a while. Um, and then all the box sets were sold out, and it's just listed as no longer available online, meaning that they will not relist this online. Um, I checked everywhere for this. I checked local game stores. I checked game stores from freaking across the country. Nobody had this in stock. Um, 
And then, of course, predictably, these all showed up on eBay at ridiculously, like, scalped prices. What? Um, scalpers got a hold of these things, and they are scalping them for 300 400 sometimes $600. Um, it's insane. That's What's wild. more insane about this is the lore book that goes with it was also completely sold out at the same time. <laughs> so people scalped the book as well. That book is $60 on Games Workshop page. I'm not sure how much it is on eBay because I really don't care you know, about having the lore book. <laughs> I, I don't think any of us say this ever. Um, mm-hmm. I got to give it to Wizards of the Coast for not having this issue with the new with uh D D books because like i feel like you can always find them the collector edition maybe sell, might sell out but i also don't think they yeah. make as many of them um well i mean that's the difference though D is a game you can play with just the books right yeah where warhammer you need the models to play um that's not 100 percent true but you would like to have the models to play yeah <laughs> um what really adds insult to injury and kind of rubs salt in the wound is the Horus Heresy version of this character, which is the older version of him, is still available on their website. So you can still buy the older version of this guy, and he's there. And the other Primarch they released is also still available for another Space Marine chapter. Like, he's still there. He's still available as a $65 single model. Um, But they have not said anything about releasing a single model for this one. And nobody knows if they're ever going to be able to get a hold of it at this point. Leslie, so it's just disappointing. Would you spend $70 for Back for Blood or $65 for a single figure for a tabletop game? Or a plastic doll you play pretend war with. Um, <laughs> look, I... It's just, I, it's, believe me, it's not me going against the game in any way. It's more the fact mm-hmm. that the the amount of money you have to put into that game is... Yeah. Oh. I mean, this is true. There are ways around that through using proxies, going to 3D printing, say, 3D you know, print. stuff like that. I mean, people 3D print the hell out of this game. Um, there's recast available, all kinds of stuff that people use to save money. Um, I go back to one of the first like big games I played a 40k, and because I didn't have enough models on the table, we just used tokens from other board games in the shop to make my army up. <laughs> just use <using> meeple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I I wanted the model not because I wanted it as something to play on tabletop, as people know, and as I I've stopped streaming this, but I enjoy mini painting, and I wanted this model as something to paint, kind of as a centerpiece for all the stuff I've done so far. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving past that, um, this game kind of recently shot up in popularity because a trailer was released for it, but it's called Unrecord. Um, and a lot of people were shocked at the trailer to begin with because it looks, it looks hyper realistic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's hyper realistic. Um, the way the camera and your character moves is very reminiscent of like police body cam footage. And so a lot of people thought, like, this was just a video. There's no way that this is an actual game. Like, this is just a pre-recorded video someone did. And so the game developer on Twitter put up a video showing his game development process and footage of that. (laughs) I saw that. Uh, I actually thought that was interesting that he... It was basically shown, look, I'm I'm no clipping through a wall. I'm just dropping the character over here. It's not real. Don't worry. And so, I mean, it looks crazy realistic, almost to a scary degree, um, but it is made in Unreal Engine 5. The way that they kind of accomplish this is to 
sort of do muted lighting like you would see from a real camera and then to distort a lot of the image and then to put that all in a fisheye lens. Um, and then just do excellent work on modeling and texturing and all that stuff. Um, so it, it looks, uh, there's been some controversy around it, of course, because it very much is reminiscent of police body cam footage and it's a lot of just bang, bang, shoot bad guys kind of stuff. But I've been interested to at least see where the project goes in the future. Yeah. Um, so it's not, oh no, yeah, mm -hmm. wait, yeah, you are playing as a cop. Yes, you play as a cop. Yeah, you are. Oh, that makes me less interested. Not interested. It looks way too, way too real to me. Yeah. Um, I uh, think it's cool that you can do that with mm -hmm. a game. Um, important news. I'm sorry to Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Snapple hey, Elements is back. What is that? From, like, the early 2000s. New, light, and refreshing. Oh my god. That's amazing. Wait, is it good? Yeah, it's good. Or it was. I haven't tried it yet. Hold on. Oh, what is this again? Snapple. What is it called? Mm. Snapple. Snapple Elements. I saw the, like, like mango or. I saw, like, a red version that actually tastes really in the good. store. That is really good. Hey. Wait, what? What's Snapple? that flavor? Rain. That one's Mist? rain. 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 <laughs> I have rain, which is agave, cactus, fire, dragon fruit, air. Has... I saw the fire one in the stores. That's what it was. Kim has yes. a client that uh, their actual name is. Don't say that. Okay, sorry. I Kim has a client, but I never get the right name, so I say things like. Laughing condensation. Laughing condensation. Yeah. Um. That won't give it away. Uh, <laughs> and just different different forms of water and different actions that you can do with your mouth. Um, <laughs> Blowjob snow. Blow snow. Yep, blowjob snow. That's my, yeah. uh, coming soon to spacetimetaco.com. Blowjob snow. Uh, <laughs> sorry, actually, that's coming to pornhub.com slash spacetimetaco. Um, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, no, wait, Leslie, you were talking about stuff. Sorry. What? Oh, you... no, I just, I just said it's cool that you can do that with a game. Okay. But I have no interest. Yeah. If you um, made it anything else, you, you could just not have a cop game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's plenty of games out there about cops already. I mean, the only game I stomached where I was like actively being a police officer um, was probably L.A. Noir. That's because we are cops. cops. Yeah, L.A. Noir has gotten a narrative. We are cops is interesting because you are kind of managing the cops, and so you get to more or less choose what they do. Yeah. Um, but um, L.A. Noir was one I could stomach, but this game, at least from what I saw in the trailer, reeks of very thin blue line narrative to me. Yeah. And it's um, like, at what point does it stop being a game and just start being a like cop simulator? Cause it just looks like a simulation. It's to propaganda. Me. It's 100% well, propaganda kind of shit. Oh yeah. I mean, we can go all the way back to games like America's army, which is very old at this point. Jeez. America's army was developed specifically by the U S army based on their own training simulator software. <laughs> um, and that eventually became games like Arma, which became games like DayZ. So 
like that all has roots tied back to America's Army, which was yeah. literal propaganda as a video game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see what it's going to become from a technical perspective. I couldn't yeah. care less for a narrative point of view. <laughs> yeah, I would love to see more of the, like this um, level of, uh, I guess, realism included mm-hmm. in something. But I would love to see this level of realism in a fucking weird ass game you know what i mean oh, yeah. yeah i was thinking like why do we have to have a body could cam you... of a cop why can't we like <laughs> well like could you be imagine... doing something cool or an astronaut have, or some have shit have you seen the footage of this leslie have, have you pulled this up we're seeing the footage for this this what this game oh yeah yeah i yeah, saw okay. it um could you imagine something like this but with a remake of fear no, oh my god, yeah. what is wrong with you? Holy what? shit. <laughs> what is this wrong be, with you? This could be any number of survival horror games, honestly. I mean, exactly. this could be Fear, this could be Condemned, um, this could be a Resident Evil game, even. I mean... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey, they, they're cops in most of those You games. are a cop, that's true. <laughs> well, true. I mean, at least Leon, you know, turns his guns on things that are more deserving of it. Um, he literally goes into an entire... <laughs> entire foreign country and just shoots people up. Come on, Nate. Now, he doesn't um, shoot them after one of them literally tries to take his head off with an axe. So, <laughs> like, chill. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't care what country you're from. When tentacle blades start popping out of your fucking skull, you're done. <laughs> Alright, uh, uh, well, the last of Dave's, Dave, yeah. Nate's news um, that I'm actually in slightly interested maybe kind of mm-hmm. i don't know um wait well, here's the thing before we say it let me just say mm-hmm. i want the xbox the microsoft purchase of activision blizzard to happen so i can play mm-hmm. Bl- uh, these games again <laughs> yes well nobody knows if that's going going to happen but um the diablo 4 beta is coming back again for another weekend uh may 12th through the 14th this is going to be their kind of stress test of the servers. They want as many people as possible on this beta to just flood their servers, you know, completely and see what breaks at this point. Um, that being said, what I played from the beta on its second run, I enjoyed. It is very much reminiscent of Diablo 2 with a lot of quality of life upgrades. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, a lot of it is very much just turn your brain off and smack enemies to death. Um it's not until you start fighting bosses and late game stuff that you really have to think about what you're doing, which is what I enjoy about Diablo the most. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for it to come back. I'm excited for the beta to come back and see, you know, if they've changed anything at all, really anything important. From and hopefully heard, this prepares them for that launch day where the servers will be flooded. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what, yeah, what I've heard is really the, it isn't much of an update to the game itself. It has been more of a, it is going to be just mostly a stress test. They literally are like fucking everybody. Everybody log in. Um, the thing is, they picked a horrible weekend. Because uh, what did we just talk about that is coming out on the 12th? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll be on it. I missed the first um, beta weekend, so yeah. I was pretty blown. Because I've played a lot of Diablo 3 in my hmm. life. Um I played, I played. I played the whole story all the way through, and then went back and played it 
immediately all over again oh, wow. with a different <laughs> character. Um, yeah, I I've loved that game, and oh, it, oddly enough, I was like, eh, about Diablo Four. I guess maybe I was like, oh, it's been so long since I was mm. playing. But then I saw the beta graphics, and you get to make a. I was like, oh my god, you get to make a <laughs> character? Are you kidding me? How dare you? So I'm really glad. That they're coming back because I'm going to be all over it. Well, what I'm <laughs> hearing is we might actually have a group of people that will play <laughs> Diablo because <laughs> that's always been a thing. I've always played by myself for the most part. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Me too. I, I never really got into it with other people, so maybe we could actually try and like do a run, even if it's I forever, would totally but, be down. Um, yeah. All right, I'd be down for that. And if Diablo fails. You know, we'll go back to playing Grim Dawn. <laughs> nah, man, you gotta go. We gotta play. Uh, what's it? Lamplight? No, something light. Torchlight. <laughs> Torchlight. Torchlight. Love Torchlight. Uh, well, the last thing. Oh man, we like to end on good things. We'll get through it. We'll talk about how much. I'll mention something good. Who knows? Um, <laughs> in shit news. Disney is just trying to make the Lilo and Stitch live-action movie as bad as possible. I mean, are we surprised? What's the latest? So Why are you saying that? I will say the latest latest is the most up, updated good thing, possibly. Um, but previous to that, we have gotten the announcement for... Uh, we know who's playing Lilo, we know who's playing Stitch, but they also announced... Um, Nani, David, and Cobra Bubbles. Um, Wait, who's playing Stitch? Stitch was the first person announced months ago. Zach Galifianakis is voicing Stitch. Uh, which I am standing by the fact that Zach Galifianakis should should voice uh, Experiment 625. Bye. Who is the better uh, character for him because he is everything that Stitch is, except instead of doing anything Stitch would do he just wants to make sandwiches his nickname is reuben um yeah stitch doesn't need stitch stitch has a voice the creator of stitch, stitch doesn't need a voice i'm confused yeah stitch has a voice it's literally the creator of lilo and stitch he is voice is he stitch gonna speak words or I is it zach galifianakis doing stitch noises i i I want it to be. If we're gonna have Zach Galifianakis, let him just do voice noises. If if they if Stitch utters any word, um, I think everybody in the theater would implode no, at the he, same time. Stitch talks. Stitch talks. He just talks in a Stitch voice. Yeah, but he. Yeah, but I'm talking like if he just started talking like Sonic or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Like Sonic, a regular person. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I agree with that. Um. But no, okay, so we got that. We got the girl playing Lilo. Everybody was happy with that. Um, the announcement for the actress that's playing Nani uh, initially saw people calling for the fact that the character was being whitewashed. Um, but in actuality, I guess actuality, I don't know. It then got corrected to, no, it's just colorism because they found one of the lightest skinned girls possible that is from Hawaii uh, to play Nani. Um now, if anybody's mm -hmm. ever actually watched Lilo and Stitch, uh, none of these people are white or close to light skin, really. Yeah. Um, but then that that continued with 
the same thing with the actor that they cast to play David. Uh, luckily, the internet was very outspoken about David and showed the fact that he has in the past made posts that are extremely racist. So quickly, it was announced that he is no longer playing David and he was Who being was recast. I, these are all no-name people that I've never heard of before in my life. Um, what the? No. I did not know that. I don't know. Uh, ooh, I got new updates. Chris is back. They are no longer going forward with Zach Galifianakis. As, as uh, he is still in it. <laughs> He's playing different characters. Yay! The internet... <laughs> The internet, sometimes bullying works. It does. Hey. <laughs> and this is a prime. This Sonic was the first prime example. This is another one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you say that. Now, have you seen? Hold on. Um, Lilo Stitch live action. I'm bad with actors' names. Uh, did you hear who is being cast? Um, supposedly, as Cobra Bubbles. No. Did I? Can I guess? Can I guess? You can. What would be the opposite of what I would think? <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I want to go with Gilbert Gottfried. Who oh is God. it? Um. Now I need to make sure I get correct names. Commander Bubbles. Upcoming film cast. Okay. See? All right. This is the problem with how things has been, been going with this. There have been so many things that have been announced and then backtracked. Courtney Vance? Yeah, Courtney Vance. Yes. Uh, okay, let me. Okay, I'm not making that face because of Courtney Vance because I like Courtney Vance. Um, why didn't they just go with Big Rames though? Why didn't they go with Big Rames? <laughs> that's Cobra. That's Cobra Bubbles. <laughs> he exists. He's alive. He can still pull that off. Why would you go with anyone else? It's because Cobra Bubbles is supposed to be big. Courtney. Vance is He's not a, a large man. man. He's a tiny man. <laughs> Especially in comparison. They're the same fucking age. Courtney, I mean, Vance, Courtney Vance and Ving Rhames are the same age. I just realized so that. So why would you not pick Ving Rhames? I don't know. Maybe he's too busy doing one of the 37 other Mission Impossible movies that are still coming out. <laughs> <sighs> I mean... I don't. I, I can't say I'm surprised yet. Not surprised, just disappointed. Every time Disney has done this with live action remakes of their classic movies, I mean, watch, wait, 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 watch it. Them. Watch yourself. Uh, you're, you might. You might. You sound like you're getting into uh, my, not my mermaid territory there. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck that noise. We've we've been over that shit. I think no. there's a difference. I oh, personally, there's a massive difference between the two. The thing is, is no matter what, these movies, no matter who gets cast in them, are probably still going to be bad movies because Disney just is doing this to 
like cashed on nostalgia and nothing else really. They don't None care about good. these. They don't care about these movies. They I've really don't. Seen, <laughs> I think I've seen two of them in theaters um, of the live action remakes, and I haven't uh, like nothing else. Just two. I saw Aladdin, and I saw oh, Lion King. I forgot they did Aladdin. Yeah, I've only seen the Lion King. I will never. No, they're all bad ideas. Did you see they're also doing a live action Hunchback eventually? Yeah, they also just announced a live action Moana starring The Rock. Moana <laughs> is not that old. Exactly. Lilo and Stitch is at least like 20? And frankly, let's be honest. Yeah, 20 years old. You're not going to make Moana any more gorgeous than you did in the animation. Mm-hmm. Why try to recreate it poorly when Moanic is so vibrant on its own and so fantastical? That's the thing. Like you can't realistic. You can't like make everything grim, dark, and realism. Mm-hmm. Li- the Lion King was a perfect example of that. That movie was. Ugh. It was. It was. <laughs> the movie was horrible. They could have at least made them CGI looking or gave them faces or something. Because that was the whole appeal of the movie. Don't even get me started. The only thing they did was placate <laughs> me with that one scene of all the baby animals. That was oh, cute. Yeah. Everything else was garbage. <laughs> it made no sense, too. Like, the other ones, at least, most of them feature mainly human casts. But it was like, mm-hmm. hey, let's make a quote-unquote live-action movie of all animals that aren't going to be live action. There's not actually a single real animal in this entire thing. Uh, we're also going to cast Beyonce and make her have a song for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> they um, made a whole album. God damn. Some of the songs are good. I'm not going to lie. And hey, you know what? I, but I, didn't need to be I, made. I still, defend, <laughs> I still defend Donald Glover, but that's on me. Um, <laughs> he was not well, the worst part of that movie. No, but no we, he had this. Not. We, we've had this discussion on the podcast before about the fact that with animation, you can get away with a lot of things you can't get away with yeah. in live action. And That's the problem with characters that are like as animated as, you know, someone like Stitches, for example, like how does that even translate into a live action environment without diving into some very scary, like uncanny valley shit? Um, at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm just saying like, there's no, there's no reason to do these remakes. This no. is Disney like doing the most to cash grab because at the end of the day, they have to answer to shareholders and shareholders love seeing short-term profits on earnings reports. Um, so that's really all this is for. These movies are going to bomb. They're going to be terrible. They're going to continue to be terrible. And all I can hope now is that whatever comes up in Star Wars beyond this point is at least some saving grace for the like actual artists that are left at Disney. <laughs> um, I don't. So the thing is, I don't know if they've bombed. Um, the live actions. There's yeah. always going to be some audience for Disney. Well, it's bombed. If I'm going to let me clarify, if I said bombed, I meant bombed critically. <laughs> yeah, they're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, none of them. I'm sure none of them critically did well. Um, <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot there was a Lady and Tramp remake. Uh, you're lying to me. Yeah, it was a Disney exclu- a Disney Plus exclusive like at the launch of Disney Plus. Oh boy. That's insulting. Yeah, they did the Dumbo one. Let's see. How- oh, they're doing an Aristocats one too. No! Yeah, I'm, I'm very butthurt about that. Because Aristocats is one of my favorites. 
like not many of these are good. Uh, like it's it may- just gonna be the Lion King, but with cats. Exactly. Um, well, in the one human butler. Oh yeah, and the mouse. Oddly enough, though, you go back far enough and you forget that technically 101 Dalmatians falls under these live-action remakes. And that wasn't But that one wasn't bad. That one wasn't bad. I think there's a a clear difference of intention and quality. Because I feel like the 101 Dalmatians remake was intentional. Yeah. It wasn't just, let's make a live-action for the sake. It It was was. more thought out. It goes, um, they remade... Jungle Book. When was? When did that come out? What? Hundred One Dalmatians. Yeah. Uh, Ninety six. So what I was gonna say? You are lying to me. Ninety six. The remake came out in ninety six. Hundred One Dalmatians. Yeah. Yeah. The original Hundred One Dalmatians is from nineteen sixty one. What? Um. What? Yeah. Only seven. Huh? So, 100, 102 Dalmatians, which I don't even remember seeing. I never saw that one, I don't think. Um, was oh, I did. But I then, like, that. it was a decade between that and the the first of the shitty live-action movies, which started with Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> don't get me started. Oh, my God. That movie is horrible. Oh, my God. And they made more than one. They made two. Um... And that also means that Tim Burton has done two live-action remakes with Alice in Wonderland and Dumbo. Oh, yeah, that unsettling Hold on. film. Supposedly Guy Ritchie is attached to remake to do the live-action action Hercules. What? If they made the Hercules movie... In the style of a guy, a guy Ritchie movie, I would one thousand percent be into it. But it's gonna be a shitty, it's gonna be a shitty remake. That's all it's gonna be. Um, yeah, and you can't make it Hades anybody but the voice act. That's the other thing is there are so many voice actors that That's... it's like you really can't. Yeah, pick anybody else to well, play Hades. You got with Hercules. You got him. You have him. But James Woods is a piece of shit. That's the problem. James Woods is actually like a, a living. James Woods is a bad person. Yeah, he's a bad person. Um, oh no. Oh yeah. Um, but everybody says the same thing about Phil that we got to get. Uh, you got Danny get DeVito. Danny DeVito is Phil, and I'm like he's a little bit too old. My suggestion is. Same same universe as as Danny DeVito. You just go over to Charlie Day. Oh my gosh! <laughs> no, I no. cannot imagine Charlie Day's Day. voice coming out of Phil's mouth. What about that's hilarious? <laughs> yeah. What about? Oh my god! What if they got Phil to be played by Danny DeVito's daughter? That would actually be pretty tight. <laughs> <laughs> um Danny DeVito Who's that? Uh I don't know if you've ever Do, seen her. What I know is, her. Her name is Lucy. Um oh you can Is her name Lucy DeVito? Lucy DeVito. She yeah. looks like a combination of Danny DeVito and her mother and and yeah, and her mother. Her and her sister basically look like if somebody changed the scale, if you're mixing it and you slight the scale slightly to the dad and then slightly to the mom. <laughs> oh that's so fun this is amazing oh they're all oh my goodness yes 
she is literally just the middle of her parents. <laughs> She's like this part her dad and this part her mom. Yeah. <laughs> Really funny. Uh, no, I you know yeah I I don't give a fuck about any of these live action Disney movies. Um, They're all gonna be bad. Yeah, just make go back to animated. Please make animated movies and stop <laughs> stop purposely failing them by hiding them from the audience and not uh, promoting them because Strange World was really good and not enough people saw it. Um, you know, well okay. So I realized I don't know we didn't really give any like notice to leslie for this leslie every <laughs> week we have a thing at the end of every move or ever end of every podcast called no context recommendations okay you just give a recommendation of whatever you want you don't give any information you just tell say the title of it whatever the thing is and then that's it no context recommendations yeah this is a thing now Okay. Okay. All right. Well, it looks like Nate already put one down. He's not saying oh, yeah. anything, so I guess. He's <laughs> Sorry, right. but yes, I did. Um, if I'm going first, then. Uh, yeah, 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 sure. My no context recommendation for the week is Boulder Punch. Boulder Punch. So in this one, I'm pretty sure I'm safe. And this is also where it usually falls into me jokingly saying that everything he recommends is is uh, hentai. Um, because he had like a three week run of edgy comics. They were edgy, they were edgy manga. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Leslie, do you have one or do you want me to go first? Uh, yes, I'm going to go with from. That's just, it. Just from. Yep. Just from from. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> I am. Uh, going to suggest this one's you know pretty accessible for most people uh, something called Loop Hero. Just Google it. Just Google Loop Hero. This has been No Context Recommendations. Uh, have, have a nice one. Hey, the key is furiously typing. Uh, my you... keyboard is so goddamn loud. Yeah. <laughs> it's just instant, instant looking up. <laughs> I also want to remind you, Nate, You can. We, it's all going to be on this doc. You don't have to immediately look it up now. That's fine. I've already found both of them. Thank okay. you for the recommendations. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that has, well, you know what? That's, now there's a. I actually have audio cue things that play when these happen. So, um, not during the stream, but when I put out the recordings. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, hey, thank you all for joining us for another episode of Space Time Taco. Special thanks to Leslie for making it on for another one. Right after you've had a very very busy weekend. Um, <laughs> I have. So have you technically? <laughs> I have. Yeah. True. Yeah, but I got to sit down for most of yesterday. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, if you like what we do, what we, what you hear, what you see, any of the stupid things coming out of our mouths, um, you can follow us on all social media, just search Space Time Taco, uh, you can support us directly over on patreon.com slash Space Time Taco, uh, and if you want to find more of me, just search basically everywhere for at Time Lord Burrito, find Nate, we're just gonna promote his Instagram <laughs> because he's basically said fuck Twitter, 
I, I really do not. I, I've abandoned Twitter as a platform. Their whole API shit pissed me off because I can't cross post things as easily now. But um, yes, on Instagram at a little teapot eighty nine. And oh, oh yeah, okay. So I'm at Instagram at Kimono Jones, and I'm at Twitter I'm at Kimono underscore Jones. I cannot endorse what non underscore Kimono Jones says or does on Twitter. <laughs> Do you know what non underscore underscore Kimono Jones does? It's a, it's like a dead account. It's I don't a even dead think account, it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. There's there is nothing. They haven't even liked anything since 2018. Uh, the last thing they liked was a Travis Scott tweet. Um, prior to that, they liked an image that has a girl strapped down to a sex toy thing. It says, and now you can watch me eat all your fruit, your kids' fruit snacks. Um, yeah, interesting person. This not you, Mono Jones. Can't endorse. <laughs> Uh, all right well again thank you for stopping by thank you for listening uh go inside and play video games <laughs>